It's six o'clock. The headlines, criticism of Bedfordshire and Milton Keynes Health Review, Wickham jihadist faces UN sanctions and firefighters tackle blaze at Hertfordshire College. BBC Three Counties Radio. The chairman of the body which oversees health services in Bedfordshire says he's angry at the lack of progress in a review which has been underway for more than four years. The clinical commissioning group says more work is needed to ensure the best possible service for Bedfordshire and Milton Keynes. But John Mingay from the Scrutiny Committee says no decisions are being made. They seem to be adding bits on all the time. We seem to see new faces at every meeting. Uh, questions we ask are not being answered at all. And we are the statutory body to scrutinise set up by the government. I mean, I don't understand where we are, quite honestly, I'm the chairman. The United Nations has imposed sanctions on four British nationals, including a man from Buckinghamshire who have travelled to Syria to join the Islamic State group. 28-year-old Omar Hussein from High Wycombe is among the men and women who will be subject to global travel bans and asset freezes. Carol Walker is in New York. The list approved by the UN includes Sally Ann Jones from Chatham in Kent, who left her two young sons to travel to Syria with her husband and Aksa Mahmoud, a former Glasgow University student who's believed to have recruited other women to the IS cause. A government official said the Prime Minister believed the sanctions were a powerful tool, sending a clear deterrent message to those thinking of going to join IS extremists. It's the first time for 10 years that Britain has requested UN sanctions against its own citizens. Around 40 firefighters are tackling a blaze at Bishop Stortford College, which started in the early hours of this morning. Crews were called at around 3am. Mays Green Road, where the college is situated, has been closed. Hearts Fire and Rescue have described it as a large-scale incident. Jeremy Corbyn will make his keynote address to the Labour Party conference in Brighton today. The Labour leader will tell activists his values are shared by most people in Britain. A Milton Keynes pensioner has described how he returned home to find armed police outside his house. It followed reports of a man with what was described as a firearm. More from Tony Fisher. 65-year-old Alan Tyndall said he was told not to move by the police and had to hand over his keys. Inside, officers found a toy gun in the hallway, which had been left there by Alan. He says he'd picked up the two-pound toy on the pavement and was intending to leave it outside his house in Emerson Valley after drying it out. Alan described the whole saga as something out of a bad movie. In sport, there are League Two matches tonight for Wickham, Luton and Stevenage. Second-placed Wickham host Cambridge. Luton make the long trip to Morecambe. Stevenage return to Mansfield. And at the Rugby World Cup, England forward Billy Vunipola will miss the rest of the tournament after being injured against Wales. Nick Easter has been called up as replacement. The weather, another chilly start, followed by another dry and sunny day, a maximum temperature 18 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Nice and smooth. I am a dull and simple lad. Cannot tell water from champagne. And I have never met the queen. And I wish I could.
As we rock out to d- 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 David Watts, guys. I mean, literally, this is the studio. Thank you. I listened to some of Steve Wright in the afternoon yesterday. Flipping heck, I mean. It's time for a chatty bit. Okay, chatty bit. Chatty, we're going to have a chatty bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, we have plenty of chatty bits this morning, guys, and uh, spontaneous rounds of applause. Now, busy show this morning, although I've got no idea... I've got no idea what's in the show. Catherine? Yeah, I've got a vague idea. OK, Kelly? No. OK, well, I mean... So, like you, dear listener, we're going to learn what's in the show as the show progresses. Do you want me to give you a rundown? I don't, actually. Hospitals. No, I don't. I'm, Sugar I'm, daddies. I'm going to... Ooh. And armed police. Hey. Is it a serious sugar daddy story? Or yeah, am I well, one? kind of. I know what people say, though. If you go on a website called sugardaddies.com and get rinsed out by some younger woman, kind of asking for oh, it. Okay, okay. I might, I've, got, I've, got, I've got a sugar daddy song up my sleeve. Have you? Approps? Uh, can I see the lyrics? <laughs> if you've got some sugar, daddy, pour it on. She's gone to prison, so... It'll be fine, then. Yeah, it'll be fine. fine. It'll be fine. Well. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This when... is BBC Three oh, Counties I'm Radio. I know, I know I'm mixing up stories here, guys. But when it comes to sugar, sugar daddies... <laughs> sit back and enjoy this. Oh. <laughs> when it comes to sugar daddies, they don't come much... Sweeter. S- sweeter. And daddier here. Um. Than... <laughs> There it is. There that it guy. is. You heard it. You heard it. And that, there it is again. You heard that. It's like a little mouse, a little sexual mouse that is um, able to tempt um, the vulnerable women with his, with his cackle. Hello, Paul Stoines. <laughs> morning. Hello. Good morning. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. I'm in my spare bedroom. Nice to be here. Oh, do you have an argument with the missus again? I'm so sorry to hear that. Is you said <laughs> you're, you're like being a sugar daddy. You can't do that. Yes. You're an actual daddy now. I'm hey, just too... I'm almost just too much of a player, really. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of playing, um, I've given you my tickets to go and see Squeeze, one of the greatest... Um, well, it's yes. in the top 50 bands of all time. Um, I, I've given you my tickets to go and see Squeeze tonight at Milton Keynes. Um, 50 quid a ticket, Paul. Yep. I just wondered how we were going to do the money, how that was going to work. I was going to do a transfer, if that's all right, and um, I'll, I, as you say, I'll, I'll put it into the bank account marked Ian Lee in a major high street bank. But as Barclays? Yeah, yeah, that, that one. Okay. Um, is there any chance of getting um, cash in a brown envelope? Do you want it in euros? I would prefer pounds. Pounds would be awesome. Okay. I, I can what, do it in euros. I'll tell you what we'll do. I'll tell you what we'll do. Okay, right. 
Um, and this will be tricky because there's a massive delay, but I, I think this might work. Just to, to prove how much... It, you can have those tickets for free, Paul. You can have those tickets for free. Okay. But... <laughs> Cheers, Mum. But, oh, no. Well, I don't thank him yet. Oh, hang on a second, hang on a second. Uh, 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 uh. He's sort of already said it, though, hasn't he, Catherine? In yeah, well, I mean, you heard it. Yeah, verbal contract doesn't really hold, does it? Yeah. You... Okay, but you've got to. Um... Well, it's sort of been. Oh God, I can't do it. I think You're... you might have to do something for him. I tell you what, you I tell you what. Let's do this story, and then I'll, while we're doing that, I'll try and find the thing that I need. Uh, let's. We... Are you ready to go, Scoins? I am, yes. Okay, let's blast this story into the stratosphere. More than four years after reviews began into the future of care at Milton Keynes and Bedford Hospitals, it's being claimed no progress is being made and millions is being wasted. A healthcare review is underway to try to solve the financial and clinical pressures on both hospitals, but the chairman of a scrutiny committee looking into those health services says he's fed up with the lack of deadlines. Well, a meeting was held yesterday to discuss the plans, and our political, Paul Sco- political reporter Paul Scorns was at the meeting. Just remind us of the background to these reviews, please, Paul. Well, Ian, the background, I suppose, is that this has been going on for years now, uh, four and a half years or so. There was a uh, a big review that was first ordered in 2011 uh, into health services across Bedfordshire, Milton Keynes uh, and Northamptonshire as well, five hospitals in total. That was called Healthier Together. Um, and that looked at uh, various units in all of the hospitals, A&Es and uh, maternity services. Now, that uh, was sort of scrapped in 2013. That process cost £2.2 million. Pounds. Uh, and then another review started, and that was called the Healthcare Review. And that was solely into Milton Keynes and Bedford Hospitals. And there was at the time then, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, a lot of concern about different units. Bedford uh, was, was very worried because it looked like it was going to be downgraded. And there was concern about the future of its maternity services. And then, of course, we had uh, the story about the paediatric unit as well, uh, which had to close, and there was then concern after that because it was sort of almost seen as a sort of trial as to whether or not Bedford could survive without these hospitals. Um, But this review is still going on. Now, we were expecting it last year, around this time last Mm. year, and then this time last year we were promised that we were going to get it at Christmas, and then it didn't come. And then we were promised, oh, it's going to come in the new year, and of course that didn't come. Then they said, oh, we'll wait until the election's passed, and now we're hearing, well, this won't come until Christmas. And of course, the last one was £2.2 million. We hear that this one's over £3 million. The budget for that was over £3 million. And of course, we're nowhere further forward knowing what's going to happen. Uh, So what happened at the meeting? Well, it's very uh, uh, sort of frustrated councillors who uh, were sort of lined up against the health bosses in the region. So we had uh, the head of the uh, clinical commissioning group, who is effectively the body which oversees uh, which services are are commissioned by the NHS. We had the head of the NHS in the region and uh, Stephen Conroy, the head of Bedford Hospital, was there as well. Um, And they were... Um, really sort of, I suppose, held to account by these councillors, saying, well, where's this money going? Where's this review? Where is it going to, you know, when is it going to come out? And um, John Mingay, who's the chap who chairs the scrutiny committee overseeing this, and I get the sense that he's had enough. We heard today they're employing some consultants now. What's that going to cost? We asked the question. It wasn't answered. How much is this review costing? It wasn't answered. The Healthy Together programme before cost £2.2 million. So what's this one, which has gone on for longer than that's going to cost the public, and at a time of difficulty, to say the least, in the health service financially? 
Well, he says he's fed up with the lack of deadlines. He says uh, that we've got nowhere since the start of these reviews and the money's going down the drain. Now, later this morning, uh, we're going to hear the thoughts of the uh, the mayor of Bedford, Dave Hodgson. He's been very vocal. Of course, we'll remember back to that day uh, that we spent all together of us outside uh, Bedford Hospital trying to get an answer about what was happening in the paediatrics unit. He was very worried then. And he says that the, uh, the Bedford Hospital has closer ties with Addenbrooke's, which of course itself has got its own problems, uh, or the Luton and Dunstable than someone like Milton Keynes and he says that he needs to get some answers soon. Um, okay, so we're going to hear this uh, by Christmas. I don't believe that for a second. What is what is the time scale? How is this projected? <laughs> well, I, don't know. I, I, I think you're right. We're not going to hear anything until uh, the new year, realistically. They are now going to deliver this interim report into this report um, by Christmas. That's what we were told yesterday. We got a statement from the clinical commissioning group last night uh, the first sentence of which is 46 words long and uh, includes all the um, you know jargon and uh, general kind of uh, communications um, uh, uh, blurb that you would get in such a thing. But what they're saying is really we've got uh, a lot of options to consider and that's why it's taking so long. As you know, John Menge just said, they are looking at bringing in more consultants. This comes only... Uh, a year or so after another very expensive consultants report into what uh, could these you know what could happen to these hospitals so i get a sense that everyone involved in this is getting a little bit fed up now okay well the question on everyone's lips paul is uh, do you know um squeeze well enough to go and see them live in concert this evening in milton Keynes? so just a quick snatch of squeeze quick squeeze of no hang on here we go it's uh Up the junction. Oh, okay. Well, let's see how well you know it. Let's uh, hear <laughs> you singing along with uh, its build here as up the junction brackets in the style of squeeze karaoke version. In the style of squeeze. <laughs> It was something that happened with me and a girl from Clapham on the Windy Common that night I ain't forgotten when she dealt all the rations and some with other passions I uh, said, uh, you're a lady perhaps she said, I may be We moved into a basement with thoughts of our engagement We stayed up by the telly, although the room was smelly We spent our time just kissing, the railway arms were missing But love had got us hooked up, and all the time it took up I got a job with Stanley, he said I'd come in handy And he started me on Monday had a bath on Sunday I worked 11 hours and bought the girl some flowers she said she'd seen a doctor and nothing else could stop her I worked all through the winter and the brother um, this bit I'm <laughs> Paul you've, uh, you've, uh, you've, you've won a pair of tickets to see Squeeze hey! how excited are you Paul in Milton I'm Keynes I'm very excited we'll can you babysit a, a, what uh, have you got any babysitting I, skills? I mate? think I'm. I think I'm busy then, Paul. But thank you. Congratulations. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio.
In Bishop Stortford, Mains Green Road is reported to have delays because of a building fire reported between Haddon Park Road and Dane Park. So that's past the college. Expected to be extra busy in Bishop Stortford this morning because of that, and the fire brigade have been there since around 3.30 this morning. In Ely, on the North Circular Road, that's been partially blocked at Ealing Common in both directions because of an accident, and also the traffic lights at the crossroads are not working. And on the motorways, there's no reported problems yet, but on the M1, there's roadworks going on between Junction 12 for Flittick and 11 for Dunstable in both directions, so expect delays. And the 6.43 train from Welling Garden City to Moorgate has been cancelled. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. We'll be giving away another pair of... T- oh, no, we can't do that anymore. Sorry. That was a, that was a one-off. 6.17, uh, Tuesday the 29th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The chairman of the body which oversees health services in Bedfordshire says he's angry at the lack of progress in a review for beds in Milton Keynes. The United Nations has imposed sanctions on four British nationals, including a man from Buckinghamshire, who've travelled to Syria to join the so-called Islamic State. And around 40 firefighters are tackling a blaze at Bishop Stortford College, which started in the early hours of this morning. On BBC Four. Starting in the 70s, a countercultural movement changed the way music was made forever. It was a statement, this is what I want to do, and a lot of bands just put their own records out without even a record deal. From grassroots beginnings, a new DIY approach to making and sharing music gave rise to a whole new genre, indie. Such a fantastic distribution system. It wasn't just a sound, but an attitude and an ethos. It felt like it spoke to you, and it felt homemade. Music for Misfits, the story of indie with Mark Radcliffe, starts Friday at 10 on BBC4.
thank you. This is Ian Lee. There's your Indy. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's your Indy. There's, there's, there's your Indy summed up in two and a half minutes there, guys. Got a, a, a bloke with a paper masher head do, doing it in his bedroom. He's got a show. My sister's listening in New Zealand. Morning, sister. No, well, she's not happy. Oh, sorry. They've only just got um, the internet in New Zealand and in her house. Um, thanks, uh, BBC 3CR. I've just had to explain to my kids what a sugar daddy is. <laughs> oh, ouch, dear. ouch, ouch. Well, sorry about that. Uh, morning, kid. Well, hang on, what time is it in New Zealand? It's like th- Thursday or something. Crazy country. What a crazy country. What time is it? Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> there was a period in my life when that question would have would have been that. <laughs> you know my you know my ambition is to buy, uh, jump out of a bush one day, all dishevelled, and uh, say to someone, "Quick, what's the date?" Well, it's uh, September the 29th. No, the year <laughs> 2015. It worked. <laughs> and they just run off. To, it worked. We could do that if you want. I've got okay. nothing to do this afternoon. Morning, Dylan. Morning, Pepper. Now, it's the Sugar Daddy story, so you probably want to go and... Um, I don't Sorry, know, it doesn't get too rude. Watch New Zealand car- watch New Zealand cartoons. With no shoes on. They don't wear shoes they, out there. They don't have shoes. Shoes are illegal in New Zealand. We used to have some kiwi- kiwis, kiwis who live around the corner from us, oh, and it I'm... took ages for their mum to convince them to put their shoes Un- on. Unbelievable. I mean, Their dad worked for New Zealand Limb. New Zealand Limb? New Zealand Limb. Oh, New Zealand Limb. Now, a Luton woman has been sentenced to five years, serious story now, guys, for conning men she met on dating websites to the tune of half a million pounds. What a, what a beautiful tune. Maria Nistor was living with her partner and her daughter when she targeted older men online. Are you right? Fine, yeah. Convincing them to offer financial help with situations that turned out, get this, to be totally fictional. Catherine's got a keen interest in this. What's been going on, Kath? Well, 31-year-old Maria Nista was actually living with her family in Luton. They come from Romania, though. Um, she befriended a number of men in their 50s and 60s on two dating websites in particular, Match.com and SugarDaddies.com. Now, all these men were divorced or single and worked in the financial sector, and Maria Nista made out she was single too. Now, after a while of chatting with these men online, she told them one of two lies. The first being that her father had died back in Romania and his home was being repossessed. Mm. And she told them that if they were prepared to lend her money, she could buy it for a bargain price and sell it on a a profit. So Mm. not only would they get their money back, but there would be a bonus. Another of her lies was that her ex-partner had been a diplomat and he'd given her an £800,000 house. She claimed that if she could just come up with the money to pay the tax on the property, it would be hers to sell at a huge profit and, again, anyone who helped to raise the money would be repaid with interest. Go on then, how much money did the men hand over? Well, the court heard how one victim who joined SugarDaddies.com in 2009... There's a a website. I know. Just, okay, yeah. Um, he joined that in 2009. He never actually met Nistar. He only ever saw her through Skype links and photos. But he um, was convinced to hand over £132,000. Flip. He eventually made arrangements to meet um, this woman, Maria Nistar, at Norwich Airport. Of course, she never showed up. Another victim did meet her, and they actually went for dinner on three occasions at his home. In total, he lost £137,000, more than that, almost £138,000 to Maria Nista. The prosecutor told the court he lost all his life savings due to his interactions with the defendant. He's lost his home, he lives with his mother and had sold his pension. A third man met Nista through sugardaddies.com. He was looking for a long-term relationship and he ended up giving her um, almost £188,000 after being taken in by her stories. And the court heard he had to cash in his pension. He may have to sell his house. He can't pay for his son to go to university. A fourth man handed over £16,000 having borrowed money from family and friends and he was said to be suffering depression partly because of what happened. 
Um, and what did Maria Nista have to say nothing, for herself? Nothing. It all came through her defence lawyer. Um, mm. He told the court that Nista was of previous good character and was now anxious for her 13-year-old daughter who'd be looked after by her partner while she was in prison. He went on, These men are not vulnerable. They may have been unwise in the way they continued to deal with Mr. Nista, but each was a professional Ms. businessman Mr. of some... Miss Nista. Miss Nista. Each was a professional uh, or businessman of some experience. There were no threats made or attempts to blackmail and no suggestion of a possible future relationship with wow. Miss Nister. Wow, blimey. Okay, but so it's, despite it's, saying this, he said she was remorseful for what she'd done. It doesn't sound it, does it? And wanted to pay back the money to um, her victims. Judge Stuart Bridge jailed Nister for five years, telling her over two and a half years you sought out middle-aged men on dating websites. They were actively seeking long-term relationships. Your victims had been intelligent, educated men who worked in the world of finance. He said they'd been taken in by her and found themselves cruelly exploited. He said none of the money he'd been recovered because apart from what Nister had spent on designer clothes and accessories, oh, it had been transferred overseas. Well, I was going to play Sugar Daddy by Fleetwood Mac or Maybe Sugar not. Daddy by uh, from the Hedwig, but I'm probably not because those poor gentlemen, it sounds like they've had a right old... Uh, Time. So instead, we'll have some of this. They said you're not normal. Don't you sing R&B? I said I got no rhythm and I got no blues. I'm as happy as can be. They said, how can you not box to hip hop? I said, I most certainly do. Did you not see me dancing? For beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
morning in Bishop Stortford because Mains Greens Road is reported to have a fire between Haddon Road and Dane Park. So that's past, past Bishop Stortford College and the fire brigade have been there since the early hours of this morning. In Ealing on the North Circular Road, it's been partially blocked by an accident to Ealing Common in both directions. And also the traffic lights at the crossroads upgrades aren't working. And on the M1, it's moving fine at the moment through the roadworks between Junction 12 for Flittick and 11 for Dunstable. There is a lane closed each way, so that might cause some delays. And looking at the train departure boards on the 643 service from Welling Garden City to Moorgate, that's been cancelled. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The chairman of the body which oversees health services in Bedfordshire says he's angry at the lack of progress in a review for Beds and Milton Keynes. The clinical commissioning group says more work is needed to ensure the best possible service. The United Nations has imposed sanctions on four British nationals, including a man from Buckinghamshire who have travelled to Syria to join the Islamic State group. 28-year-old Omar Hussein from High Wycombe is among the men and women who will be subject to global travel bans and asset freezes. And around 40 firefighters are tackling a blaze at Bishop Stortford College, which started in the early hours of this morning. Crews were called at around 3am. Mays Green Road, where the college is situated, has been closed. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are League Two matches tonight for Wickham, Luton and Stevenage. Second-placed Wickham host Cambridge with manager Gareth Ainsworth proud of their start. We work really hard, you know, and I think you've knocked it on the head with, with tight unit. We don't have loads of players that we have to work with. We work hard, so every session we put on, everyone's involved. Everyone knows what, what's required and, and what they have to do to play for Wickham Wanderers. Luton make the long trip to Morecambe with defender Scott Cuthbert and midfielder Nathan Doyle in contention to return. Striker Jack Marriott is pushing for a starting place after his two goals from the bench on Saturday. And Stevenage returned to Mansfield, having slipped to 20th in the table. Here's manager Teddy Sheringham. Yeah, we're still early season. We're still, as I've said earlier, but we're, we're learning about what's going on. We've got a massive game at home on, on Tuesday and then a, then a bigger one on, on Saturday. It will be after, after Tuesday, so... Uh, you know, we need to pick ourselves up and dust ourselves down and be ready for Tuesday. And you can hear full commentary on the matches involving Wickham, Luton and Stevenage in tonight's Three Counties Sport from Seven. In the Premier League last night, Everton came from 2-0 down to win 3-2 at West Brom. Tonight, the Champions League resumes with Arsenal at home to Olympiacos and Chelsea away to Porto. London has turned down the chance to stage the opening of the Tour de France in 2017. They had won a bidding process, but Transport, Transport for London now says it would not offer value for money. The BBC's Matt Slater says London's decision has annoyed the organisers. They won this bid, this very competitive bid. It was all done very secretly. Edinburgh were interested, Manchester were interested, and about half a dozen German cities were interested too. And at the 11th hour, one day before they were supposed to return the contract, they said, no, we can't afford this. ASO are furious. And at the Rugby World Cup, England forward Billy Vunipola will miss the rest of the tournament after being injured against Wales. Nick Easter has been called up as replacement. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin at seven.
Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, three four five nine four double five. 555 is the telephone number uh, if uh, you want to give us a call. Catherine and I had the great pleasure of literally, literally standing in a cupboard yesterday. No joke about it. We were squashed into a cupboard. Door was open uh, and we got to see... <laughs> Thankfully. Thank God, because I really was very nervous. And <laughs> um, uh, we got to see the bare naked ladies do like a, like I believe it's called a session. Um, an acoustic session. And they were literally like, what, four foot away from us? And they were amazing. And there was no one. I thought there'd be an audience. We were the audience. There was us and four cameramen, four sweaty cameramen. And Eight it was, songs. It was that weird thing of them being oh. so close that you didn't, you felt a bit uncomfortable meeting their eyes. Oh, I, I, I kept looking at the floor. Yeah. Because they, they were like singing, mm, yeah, singing the songs, playing all the hits on the radio song. And I didn't <laughs> want to make, you make eye contact. I've told, this is, if you've ever put a celebrity off, uh, by the way, 03459 555 555. I've put two, I think I've told you these stories before. I have put two of the biggest rock stars in the world. I've put them off their stroke while they've been mid-stroke. First one, I got I, occasionally I get invited to those an audience with at ITV mm. and I never go because I, I don't want to go see that rubbish I don't want to see Lionel Richie it's awful but then I got uh, sorry then I got invited to an audience with Neil Diamond I'm like, yeah I'm having that so there's me sat next to on there's me and my wife next to my wife is Tim Vincent this is the caliber of guest Tim Vincent next to me wow. is the the um, arrogant dancer which one oh Brendan yep. That was it. <laughs> you got it from that. So he I lived with my. I mean, I lived with my mum for twenty years. I can pretty much get we anyone's were, clue. We were in the front bit where the camera pans down on the start on the celebrities. Paul Ross was back with the punters at the back, back of the bus for Ross. Anyway, so Neil Diamond singing. Um, Forever in blue jeans. No. Sweet, Sweet Caroline. Caroline. Yeah, um, no, I think it was Crackling Rosie. If I'm completely honest. Get on board. And he's he's as close as you are. Yep. There's about two, three rows in front of me, and this is a small stage, TV studio. Could you smell him? I could smell him. I could smell the arrogance. <laughs> and um, he's singing Cracklin' Rosie, and I'm going, Cracklin' Rosie, get on board! We're gonna ride to... Just like my dad would have done, right? Very loud. Very loud. Very loud. Yeah. Well, he could hear me. And he gave me a look of death, and to the point where my wife nudged me and went, he's... Uh, He's doing a prince. Now, what doing a prince means, that harks back to the, the other rock star that I've annoyed. We went to see Prince at the O2. Uh, second row seats, right? And it was one of the nights when he wasn't doing that many hits. But then he put in um, Raspberry Bro. Right. I go, yeah, I know this one, mm. yeah. The kind you find in the second. And well, he looked, he stopped playing guitar and he looked at me as if to say, I'm Prince, shut up. And my wife, Just me now. My wife nudged me and she went, He's gonna. He's doing a future diamond on you. The diamond thing hadn't <laughs> happened yet, so it's weird she picked up on that. If you've ever put a celebrity off, it could be a rock star, it could be a celebrity chef, it could be a celebrity pickpocket. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the. Uh... I lied to Bob Monkhouse, but that's as far as. Oh goes. well, guys, ever lied to a celebrity? Go. <clears throat> I wanted his. Well, my friend wanted his autograph. I didn't. Oh, yeah. I didn't want to do that thing where you kind of. It's a bit rude, I think, going up saying, "Can I have your autograph?" It's not for me. So I pretended. I think you're a twit. No, so I pretended my name was Jackie. Oh yeah. He's such a nice man. He was such a nice man. So what he does was because he thinks my name's Jackie, he introduced me to his wife. He's called uh, Jackie, and we had a conversation about being called Jackie. I, hang on a minute. About five minutes. How can you have a five-minute convo about being called Jackie? Well, are you a Jacqueline or a Jackie? I said I'm a Jackie. I wasn't a Jackie at all. I was a. Kid. <laughs> you should have said I'm a Catherine. You're a Jackie bullshiner. <laughs> But uh, they were very lovely, both of them. 
I met Tony Black. That's how I met Tony Blackburn. Was at the Neil well, Diamond gig. You told him your name was Jackie. Yeah, I did. Uh, no, at the Neil Diamond gig. That's why. That's why I met Tony Blackburn. I, 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 I don't. He used to listen to a radio show, and we never met. And uh, he very kindly uh, invited me and my wife to hang out with him and his wife. And then John Sargent came, and uh, boy, oh boy, it got a little bit crazy. <clears throat> so. Um, <laughs> Okay, so that's that's fine. Have you ever? Here we go. Lots, lots here. There's, I thought we had nothing, but actually we've got lot. We've got too much. The fire is going to burn and burn um, like an Apps Pond Lane. Um, have you ever put off a celebrity? Oh, or put off anybody actually? If you've ever put anybody off their stroke, oh three four five nine four double five five double five. If you've ever done that thing, oh well, you've got a man in in the kitchen on his hands and knees. Oh, chance bit fire thing. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the rest of the scenario. It happens all the time. And he's under the sink. And you, you say, do you want a cup of tea? Yeah. Oh, flipping it. And he, but if you've ever caused... Here we go. <laughs> ever put any anybody off? 03459 455555. Ever caused anybody to bash their heads? 03459 455555. <laughs> uh, ever spoken to someone when you've been quite high and they've been quite low? Yeah. Or vice versa? Or the other way around, yeah. Yep. All, uh, all, all day long. Well, that's your life, mm. and it's kind of my yeah. life. Uh, if you've ever done that, ever pretended your name is Jackie, uh, ever <laughs> met Bob Monkhouse, and ever... Um, um, uh, that'll do. Those, those have are plenty. Ever. Uh, have you ever? 03459 <laughs> 455 Catherine, what have you got in the papers? Nothing. Well, oh. all right, I'll just... It's, honestly, oh. there's a lot of horrible news and not much fun. Although we feel busy, the average Brit is productive for just four hours, 30 minutes a day. That's conservative. That sounds a lot. <laughs> That's quite excessive. This is at work. Frittering away three hours. This, this, ah, these are the three hours we're frittering away. Okay. So we're, we're, we're productive after this. I've got it. Right. People who work alone are the biggest procrastinators, as studies found. Well, it's easy to do that. You don't get caught. What did you say? Oh, procrastinators. <laughs> it suggested Glaswegians work hardest. At that. He's miming a pint. Oh, don't tell them. Focusing for five hours, while those in Sheffield only managed three hours, 54 minutes. Three quarters of those polled by Microsoft. I wouldn't like to be polled by Microsoft. <laughs> admitted they waste too much time. <laughs> dirty, dirty, dirty wime. Go on, you do one. I will do one. There's, there's, I'll be honest, there's it's absolutely jack all in I mean, the there's a picture of a, a line with a comb over. This is what we've come to. Okay, well, I've got good. Oh, okay, we're, we're doing animals, are we? Right. Well, we can. You'll like this one. Well, don't speak too soon. Sex mad stag alert in London. I'm in. <laughs> Signs warned people to stay away from a town centre. Town centre? Park. Oh. <laughs> after a sex crazed stag weighing a quarter of a tonne was locked inside. The animal... Oh, an animal, not a man. What, like Tony Stag or something? No, no, Tony's, Tony's on the loose. You know, the stag. I'm going on a hen weekend. I'm thinking hens and stags. The animal in its mating season was spotted roaring and bellowing, stamping <laughs> the ground and shaking its antlers after wandering in, wandering into Croydon. A gate, <laughs> a gate was opened. That's what he wanted. He wanted an open gate so he could... Roaring and stamping. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Paramantic. It, here's a fun game to play with, with kids, right? What noise does a chicken make? What noise does a sheep make? What noise does a goat make? It's kind of the same. I let you have that. What noise does a cow make? Moo. Okay, what noise does a giraffe make? It doesn't. It can't. It doesn't have vocal cords, but it uses the air. It uses the air between its throat and its ears to make noise. Sorry, David Dimbleby. I didn't know we had a naturist here. Put your clothes on and let's continue discussing this. How the hell do you know that? I don't know. It's because it's next too long for vocal cords, isn't it? <coughs> what do you mean it's next to... What do you mean it's next to... You need long? a decent tension. 
Have you seen super, twang? Have you seen supermodels? Their necks are massive, and they, they can yeah. still bang on and ask for drugs. Give me more drugs. Oh, you can't speak. Your neck's too long. Give me some more drugs. I want me out to speak then. Uh, so is that true? Yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah. Okay. I can corroborate. What noise does a deer make? I know. Go on. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Expect delays in Bishop Stortford this morning because on Mains Greens Road there's reported to be a fire between Haddon Road and Dane Park. The fire brigade have been there since the early hours of this morning and it's by the Bishop Stortford College. On the motorways it's starting to get busier so the A1M is slow southbound around Junction 7 for Stevenage and the M1 is building up southbound between Junction 10 for Luton Airport and 9 for Redbourne. On the M25 it's starting to get busy anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. There's just something not quite right in here. This, I've got a knob that doesn't work. I don't quite know what's going on. Here. Anyway, 6.45. It is uh, Tuesday, the 29th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The chairman of the body, which oversees health services in Bedfordshire, says he's angry at the lack of progress in a review for beds in Milton Keynes. The United Nations has imposed sanctions on four British nationals, including a man from Buckinghamshire, who've travelled to Syria to join the Islamic State group. And around 40 firefighters are tackling a blaze at Bishop Stortford College, which started in the early hours of this morning. Let's get the weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. Today's weather is going to be very similar to yesterday's. In fact, it's going to stay dry and settled for the rest of the week. Now, it's a bit of a chilly start once more. A few mist patches, maybe some shallow fog patches around in places, but they won't last for too long. There'll be lots of warm autumn sunshine around blue skies this morning, a bit of patchy cloud as we head into the afternoon, maybe. And uh, top afternoon temperatures up to around 18 Celsius, maybe even 19 somewhere. That's 66 in Fahrenheit, but a noticeably brisky, easterly wind again. And, uh, you know, exposure to that and in the shade it might feel a little bit chillier at times but as we head into this evening again same thing really we'll see a bit of patchy cloud around um, overnight lows just slipping into single figures in many of the uh, many of the rural spots and the breeze is going to pick up so I don't think we'll see any issues with mist and fog into tomorrow morning that breeze is still going to be with us on Wednesday really quite noticeable by then and uh, basically it's going to drag in some slightly cooler air so maybe temperatures not quite as high but another lovely day the breeze easing down on Thursday not quite as windy so of course even more pleasant in the sunshine sunshine lasting right through into the weekend it will probably turn a bit cloudier as we head towards the end of the week and the weather only set to break into the start of next week that's the forecasting Every weekday morning. Good morning, Jonathan. Morning. Do you think it's right to tell a million disabled people they should get off benefits and find a job? Have your say on today's big phone-in. People who are going to be in nuisance are going to be in nuisance regardless of whether they're thing to do. Is it true that people over the age of 65 drink far too much booze? The JVS Show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. Waited. 
and the receipt came out, but the cash didn't. It's become a problem of late because obviously the trees got bigger as we got here. We couldn't shut the French windows. It, it would appear that they'd buckled. I had a phone call from my daughter saying, if we don't get off the train, they're going to hand us over to the British Transport Police. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. There's something not right with this studio, and I'm going to do what I did the other day. I'm going to hit it, and that should uh, sort of... There's absolutely nothing in the papers, it has to be says. Did you see the Greenfly story? No! Hollyoaks actor left blind in one eye because a Greenfly flew in it, right? Blind forever? No. There we go. Robert Doherty, 31, who plays a police officer in the Channel 4 soap opera, was filming an outdoor scene in June last year when he felt the tiny fly buzz into his eye. Yeah. He thought nothing of it. Of course not. Wiped it away. But within hours, his eye had become red... And he went to bed that night with a pounding headache. Eey. When he woke up the next day, he was completely blind in one eye. Forever? No. He okay. went to A&E at Aintree University Hospital in Liverpool. Yeah. He was then sent home with drops. But when he started to hallucinate from a high temperature... Ooh, psychedelic. The following day, he was referred to a specialist who revealed that a scratch caused by the green fly had become infected with a bacteria, c- creating a corneal ulcer, which, would obs- which was obstructing his vision. It was a big white blob over my eye and it was really, really sore, Doherty said. Why does Hollyoaks still go... You know, um, the I writers... Don't know, I don't are, know why it's still on. The writers are told to not write for actors but to write for models because those guys are not actors. Is Tony still in it, the old man? 
don't know. I've not okay. watched it for ages. Right. I used to watch it all the time. It's Hangover TV, isn't it? It's Do you remember when they TV. did um, Hollyoaks late night and it was just like Hollyoaks, but they'd say like mild sexual oh, swear words? Uh, um, sec- it was like porno Hollyoaks. Wow. Holly porn. Porny Oaks. Porny Oaks. No, no, it's saying Porny Oaks. Horny Oaks. Horny Oaks. There you go. There we go. Horny Oaks. We got that. <laughs> Look how proud of yourself I'm you really, are. I'm it's really only five proud. years too late. They don't do them anymore, I'm, do they? I'm really proud of myself. Because it was... it. Uh, because I, what I did there was I, I I really worked about it and it was worth it. It was a good one. Mm. We're all very tired today, guys. We're all very tired. So it turns out there is water on Mars. Are you feeling thirsty? Yeah, according to the BBC, liquid water as opposed to... Hard water! Which is what I have in my area and it really knackers. Uh, um, washing machines live longer with... Calgon. You can't mention brand names. Oh. Um, Evidence of rivers of water on Mars has been discovered, which could help support life. And so I had, a, I heard this last night when I was going to bed. Yeah. Right. And I've, I, I think I've connected with the higher consciousness of the universe. And I think I've, I genuinely thought last night I had a flash. You know, people talk about um, when God comes to them, right, or when Jesus speaks to them, or when Jesus enters them. You wrote to Damascus moment. No, no, no. This is it's a religious thing I'm talking about. I'm not saying Jesus entered me, but we had a good night. And last night, I had a moment where suddenly all of the dots were joined up, right? And I could see it. What? What did you see? And you're going to laugh at me. Of course I am. Go on. 03459 455 555. I think that, like, millions of years ago, we lived on Mars. But... And this came to me in a flash last night, and I totally believe this now. We lived on Mars, and our planet was dying, okay? So we had to find another planet, and that's how the Egyptians came to Earth. Right. Now, that is that is genuinely... Can I raise a number of points? Please. How do, how do they build the pyramids? How do they build... Stonehenge? Stonehenge was the, um, the landing ground. But then how did we forget all that stuff? Because if we managed to get ourselves was... from Mars to here, how Mate. come it took us ages to get to the moon, like Mate, 1960s? It was millions of years ago. You never even remember where you put your keys like an hour before. So how are you going to remember millions of years ago? Also, it's old technology, right? So we would have recorded on the technology of the time. But that's like um, giving a child now. We are the children and it's like um, we are the world. That's like um, giving a child now a cassette. And saying, there you go. Yeah, but I'd remember... They go, what's that? They go, it's a cassette. Go, what, but I'd what? explain how to work it. Okay, but then that child passes that cassette on. And to that knowledge. Child. Then that child passes that cassette. Yeah, we've got the knowledge. Eric Van Daniken, you want to read books about this stuff? I'm not the first one to have these thoughts. I'm sure there are some documentaries what on YouTube. What year do you think this happened? Oh, I, a long time ago. 1933. And how, how did we get here? I don't know. Millions of years ago, um, by some kind of spaceship technology that has long since been forgotten, okay? The, Why? Why what? We remembered loads of unimportant Oh, you're stuff. such an, an idiot. Uh, because, and I nearly swore then, because I'm so angry at you dismissing this. I'm not dismissing it, I'm questioning. Millions of years ago, though. Yeah. The best we've got is all they could do was the hieroglyphs. They were pretty good. Exactly. You still read them now. Why did they not write some instructions? Those are the instructions, but that's, that's the language of a dead world that no longer exists. And we cannot understand those instructions. We can, though. But we can't understand those instructions because what? it's a language of a dead world. Like I said, I don't know if you heard me earlier, it's like giving a child a cassette. It's like giving a child a player piano. 
You don't even know what a player piano is, do you, boss? No. There we go, you see? So you give a child a player piano, they go, well, what's that? You give them the instructions in the there's form no of hieroglyphics. There's no, instru there's, there's no one wrote instructions to play a pianos. Because it was common sense. Great backing track. Thanks, guys. Goes with this. Never had a dream come true Until I slept with all of S Club 7 Bradley was the nicest Joe was the naughtiest Anyway, so... <laughs> Let's not talk about Paul. <laughs> Paul, Paul. Paul Portly Paul. Paul, Paul. I genuinely think, honestly, it came to me in a flash last night. Why is that? But why is that not possible? You, and, you, and be serious it now. It is possible, but why did they not write it down? No. <laughs> you, you're being... Right, make a note. If just, I make an important discovery, I write it down. Please, if you're going to wipe your nose, use a handkerchief. I've got a really itchy nose. OK, you're going to get a surprise, and that surprise is going to be a bunch of fives. Oh, don't wipe it on the express. That's for um, your uh, bottom. Tony's on the line. Morning, Tony. Hello, Ian. It, it's, not, it's not ridiculous, is it? Well, it's not ridiculous. Just a little bit. What about the fossil record? Sorry? Um, what about the fossil record? No, I think you mean hashtag Fossil Friday. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> right. what, what do you mean the fossil record? Well, all those fossils that indicate that we started here. No, 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 no. You're nuts. They don't indicate that we started here. They in but the fossils don't even tell us any. No. Okay, I've just thought even better, right? What killed the dinosaurs? Well, we're not sure. Yeah, no, I, I've got a theory. We did when our rockets landed on the planet. <laughs> but why is that ridiculous? All right, Professor Cox. When our, when our, when our rocket landed on the, uh, on the Earth, exploded and yeah. left a layer throughout the Earth. Yeah. We have, we have, yeah. Oh. Yeah, why, no, no. A good rocket then. No, well, no. The first, the first one didn't work. First one crash landed. We yeah, were desperate. Was... We were a desperate people. Our planet was dying. Our planet we'll was dying. We'll and that's why we should help the people in Calais because they all come from Mars. All oh, right. Yeah, okay. No, but see, yeah. I, I'm I'm being serious. Okay, you do not know yeah. that we grew up on. The... How did we get on this planet? Well, um, good question. Thank good... you very much indeed. My point is proven. Honestly, it makes perfect sense. 03459 455 555. We lived on Mars before we killed it. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's starting to build up on the M1 southbound between Junction 10 for Luton Airport and 9 for Redbourne. And it's also busy on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for the A41 in Watford. In St Albans on the North Orbital Road, there's a lane closed there each way for roadworks between the Park Street roundabout and the London Coney roundabout. So expect that to get busy. It's looking a little bit slow, but no major delays there yet. And expect delays in Bishop Stortford because Main Screens Road is reported to have a building on fire between Haddon Road and Dane Park. So that's uh, past the Bishop's Stortford College. Samantha Bruff, BBC, this radio. <laughs> Thank you, Sammy. I cut you off a little bit too early. Sorry. I'm excited because I've got a theory. Genuinely, you don't know that we didn't live on Mars. 
03459 555 Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, criticism of Bedfordshire and Milton Keynes health review, sanctions imposed on Buckinghamshire jihadist and blaze at Hertfordshire College. BBC Three Counties Radio. The chairman of the body which oversees health services in Bedfordshire says he's angry at the lack of progress in a review which has been underway for more than four years. The clinical commissioning group says more work is needed to ensure the best possible service for Bedfordshire and Milton Keynes. But John Mingay from the Scrutiny Committee says no decisions are being made. They seem to be adding bits on all the time. We seem to see new faces at every meeting. Uh, questions we ask are not being answered at all. And we are the statutory body to scrutinise, set up by the government. I mean, I don't understand wh- 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 where we are, quite honestly, I'm the chairman. The United Nations has imposed sanctions on four British nationals, including a man from Buckinghamshire, who have travelled to Syria to join the Islamic State group. 28-year-old Omar Hussein from High Wycombe is among the men and women who will be subject to global travel bans and asset freezes. Carol Walker is in New York. A government official said the Prime Minister believed the sanctions were a powerful tool, sending a clear deterrent message to those thinking of going to join IS extremists. It's the first time for 10 years that Britain has requested UN sanctions against its own citizens and it's considering whether to add more names in future. The government's also to spend an extra £10 million to set up a new unit based in London to try to counter extremist propaganda around the world. Around 40 firefighters are tackling a blaze at Bishop Storford College, which started in the early hours of this morning. Crews were called at around 3am. Mays Green Road, where the college is situated, has been closed. It's believed the blaze started in one of the boarding houses, but there are no reports at this stage of any injuries. Hearts Fire and Rescue have described it as a large scale incident. Jeremy Corbyn will make his keynote address to the Labour Party conference in Brighton today. He will tell delegates that he loves his country. Earlier this month, the Labour leader was criticised for not singing the national anthem at a service at St Paul's Cathedral. A Milton Keynes pensioner has described how he returned home to find armed police outside his house. It followed reports of a man with what was described as a firearm. More from Tony Fisher. 65-year-old Alan Tyndall said he was told not to move by the police and had to hand over his keys. Inside, officers found a toy gun in the hallway, which had been left there by Alan. He says he'd picked up the £2 toy on the pavement and was intending to leave it outside his house in Emerson Valley after drying it out. Alan described the whole saga as something out of a bad movie. In sport, there are League Two matches tonight for Wickham, Luton and Stevenage. Second-placed Wickham hosts Cambridge. Luton make the long trip to Morecambe. Stevenage are at home to Mansfield. And London has turned down the chance to host the start of the 2017 Tour de France, the Grand Depart because it would be too expensive. The weather, another chilly start, followed by another dry and sunny day, a maximum temperature 18 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Just think about it, though. So they found evidence of water on Mars, so Mars would sustain life. Millions of years ago, we lived there. It's just a theory, it's just a theory. You come up with a better one, by the way. We live there, our planet's dying, we have to come 
to Earth. It's a pretty strong theory when you look at it like that. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Also, ever put somebody off their stroke? Ever caused anyone to bump their head? Ever pretended your name was something other than what your name actually is? Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, Darren. Morning, Ian. Right, I've got it. Go. Age used to live on Mars. They then travelled to Earth. We evolved them. Job done. That's it. That's the answer. That is a clear answer. Well, hang on a minute. How did apes get from Mars to Earth? They evolved from the water. That should be found. Yeah, right. But 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 here's the thing. Can I can I speak freely? Can I speak freely? I mean, you always of... do. I don't know why you ask. All right. I'm not a creationist, right? But you know the theory of evolution, Darren, that says that that that, that we lived in slime and then we crawled out of slime and we and then we turned into monkeys and then we turn into people. Two things, right? Darwin said that. Yeah. Yeah. Two things. Well, Darwin nicked it, but well, yeah. Right, why don't yeah. monkeys evolve anymore? Because they're perfect monkeys. We... They no, are evolving no, anyway, aren't they? Just slowly. Let, I'm talking to Darren, mate. You you got no, time no, to have no, a go at me later on. I've got an answer to that. Basically, yep. what did, okay, they thought, right, we're going to Mars, we're going to evolve to something different, we're going to put a genetic thing in our gene pool oh. that'll stop us on chromosomes further than what we're doing now. And that's why... Okay. Yeah. Right. And you know the thing... Here's the thing, right? And this is for both of you. Let him go first, Catherine. The no, no, thi- Catherine can go first, though. Well, okay. Well, you, I think you're just going to try and pick, you just want to piggyback Catherine, don't you? Fair enough. <laughs> the theory of evolution. What's so yeah. important? What's what's intrinsic in that? What's the word in that sentence? Theory. Sorry. That it's a theory. It's a theory. It's just a theory. It's not a fact of evolution. It's not a scientific definite of evolution. It's a theory. A theory. And a theory means, Darren, we ain't got a clue. We're just whistling in the no, dark. No, it's stronger and... than a hypothesis. What I'm saying is, Darren, I don't necessarily buy the theory of evolution. What, you mean we evolved from uh, bacteria to animals to the... I, I agree. I think we were dropped on this planet. I, I just... But you think we were dropped by monkeys. All right, thank you, Darren. I don't think he's taking this as seriously as I would like people to take this. I don't buy the theory of evolution. It's a theory. I don't buy creationism. I think that's bullshine. But the theory of evolution, there's not really... I mean, there's that drawing, isn't there, of like a little monkey and then a bigger monkey and then a bigger monkey and then a man in a suit mm-hmm. with a briefcase. It always reminds us of uh, us like that, that I just, picture. I just put my back out doing the theory of evolution yeah, picture. <laughs> I was miming it and I put my back out. Um, so there's that picture. That's the only evidence we've got. And it turns out <laughs> that picture was drawn in the 70s. That's not. That's not like an old photograph. We've got more evidence than that. Go on. We've got bones. I've got bones to pick with you. <laughs> the amount of nonsense you're propagating. No, you've got you know your um, Neanderthal man, your Homo erectus. <laughs> what? And Homo sapiens. And then there was one in the middle, wasn't there? There would have to be. Otherwise, it's a waste. 
Oh three. We'll talk about bones in a bit. Oh three. Uh, but we won't talk about Homo erectus anymore, please. Oh three four five nine. You right, Kath? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay, so you, you look like you fell on the floor for a bit. I'm just having a moment. Okay. Good. <laughs> this is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Honestly, can you get get um. An expert on to talk about this. And when I say expert, I mean that bloke that's sending out... Got a balcony, out... are you free? <laughs> no, that bloke that's sending out laser signals from his back garden. Yeah, Can we get him? I don't buy the theory of evolution. Wait, we'll discuss more. More important things to, to discuss for the moment, though. The chair of a body set up to scrutinise plans, looking at the future of Milton Keynes and Bedford hospitals, says enough is enough. This, this story, it, uh, you know, the, at first glimpse, you think, oh, this is a bit boring. It, it, it's fascinating because this has dragged on and on and on for years, more than four years after the reviews began to try to solve the financial and clinical pressure on both hospitals, no decisions have been made and it's cost millions of pounds. Brilliant. Brilliant. Oh, man. John Mingay chairs the Bedfordshire Health Services Review Joint Health Overview and Scrutiny Committee. He joins me now. Morning, John. Morning. <laughs> it is, it's one of those stories, at first glimpse, you go, oh, fl-. But actually, it is fascinating and it's important and it's, it's looking in the ways to save money but by wasting a load of money. What, what, are your, what are your thoughts on how this review has been handled, John? Well, I think Chilcot's got nothing on this one. It really hasn't. <laughs> it's just, as you say, gone on and on. And this is the cross-party committee that I chair. I want to make that quite clear. This is too important to get involved, frankly, in, in bickering in politics because you are, taught, you are quite right when you say it's cost millions. The first lot of consultants, uh, we were told, having a lot of, uh, asked a lot of questions, in February of this year, the first lot of consultants cost £3.2 million. We were informed yesterday at yesterday's meeting they're taking on some more about the consultants. Look at at this quite clear. This is a review about a review about a review. And you and I are paying for it. Has it achieved anything so far? If if you're in your most positive frame of mind, could you look back and say, well, actually, this, this and this has come out of it and these are good things? Yes, yes, I suppose the can. We're down to a few models now, what they're going to look at. And this is the first review of its kind in the country. Um, but we have got now to a point where we're looking at, I think, I think, I mean, I'm only the chair, uh, of a modern district general hospital for Bedford. But even that is not sure now, because at yesterday's meeting, we virtually got, despite some very experienced counsellors from all parties, from all over Bedford, we got no answers whatsoever, I'm afraid. We have now decided to take serious, one or two serious steps. We're calling a special meeting in November to once again hear the report and how much further they've got. And if we get nothing from that meeting in November, we have the right, I have the right as chairman, with the, uh, with the exception of my committee, of going directly to Jeremy Hunt and complaining that we cannot do our job of scrutiny, representing you, the right powers, because they're not done theirs, and it's taken them four years and cost millions of pounds. Um, here in Bedford, actually, uh, in two weeks' time, Jeremy Hunt, and I will be meeting him. We had, or do let us know what, what if you get to speak to him and what, what, what he says about this. Um, we had kind of, that. we kind of had like three deadlines last year. Now we're being told, oh, the Christmas, just before Christmas. Yeah. We, we ain't going to get it before Christmas, are we? No, and, and, and the other worrying thing is the Bedfordshire Clinical Commission, which you well know, uh, overspent by over £50 million, the worst results financially in Great Britain. We were informed by then that they have spent, they have spent their £5 million reserve funds 
already, and this was the middle of September, with a winter to come. That money was put to one side, I must presume, to see us through a bad winter. That money has already been spent. Um, Chew on that one. I, I, I mean, this, the, the figures are so astronomical, and we, we you know, we talk about, um, uh, you know, hospitals and the NHS struggling to make ends meet, and it, they're being a massive overspend. This must, I can hear the frustration in your voice, John. This, this. Um... Well, the frustration was came to the surface yesterday, yesterday's meeting when everyone, every council, there, more than frustrated, they were very angry, and I'm afraid. We've now reached the tipping, the, the, the tipping point, and we need some answers. And if we don't get them in the next few weeks, we will take the action already outlined. Finally, John, who, whose fault is it? Is, is, there, is there one person or one body you can point to and say it's them? I shouldn't be laughing because it's very serious. That's a very good round about the NHS. I mean, I've been in politics for 24 years, and God knows local governments are difficult to understand. The NHS is a web, an yeah. web, which I don't think even they understand, frankly. It needs a, the government to really get to the NHS. I mean, look at the jobs in Bedford Hospital alone. People out there, nurses, valued nurses and, and doctors too, they are wondering, do they have a future? Who wants to work at Bedford Hospital when the future is so uncertain? You know, it, it is very, very serious. And, and to be frank, I don't think most people have woken up to it yet. John, um, we'll speak again about this. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Uh, let us know what Jeremy Hunt says. Um, John Mingay chairs the Bedfordshire... This is a great title. The Bedfordshire Health Services Review, Joint Health Overview and Scrutiny Committee. 03459 455 555 is the telephone number. Um... Now, is this? I don't know where this comes from. We are, we are, we've asked, have you ever met Bob Monkhouse? Ian says, I haven't met Bob Monkhouse. Now, this is slightly libelous, but I'm going to read it. Oh, good. And you're going to take full responsibility as producer? No. Thank you. I haven't met Bob Monkhouse, but I have been on a night out with Sue Pollard. She kept pulling her top up, exposing her breasts. From Ian. Now, I'm reading that because I've met Sue Pollard... And I could believe that that's the kind of behaviour she'd get up to. I don't think she'd mind people saying it either. I don't think she'd mind. She's lovely, Sue Pollard. She's absolutely... Um... Oh, I've, I've applied for a day off and it's been turned down by the boss. What a shame. Says no, so's the boss. Oh, well, never mind. All right. Hey, that comes from your email account, Catherine. Ha, ha, ha. 03459 And by the way, listen, I'm not one of those... Um... What do they call intellectual fascists? I'm not one of those teachers in the conventional sense. You're half right. That um, that says, "Hey, listen, my theory is correct." Okay, you know, you know, teachers. The thing about teachers. What right? people who know things for sure. Well, I've got a lot of respect for teachers, but some of them are idiots. A lot of the teachers I had were idiots, apart from Mrs. Routledge. Oh, Mrs. Way- Rowling. Mrs. Routledge. Oh. The way she could lean over a desk to explain those. Uh, Shakespeare plays, and I got very confused a lot, and I had to ask her to lean over the desk a lot. You still don't understand them. Mm, if she wants to come and educate me more, uh, but the, the teachers, you know, a lot of teachers, and I'm not—I'm a big fan of teachers. Regular listeners to the show will know I've got a lot of respect for. But some of them, they just do it from their books, and if you question the teacher, sometimes, no, no, stop, yeah. stop it. I used to like that when you realised you hit the top of their knowledge. Yeah, you question, but but sir, that doesn't sound right. No, stop it. Says I this book. Right. I'm not one of those teachers, guys. We found out our physics teacher only got a D. In what? Physics. Aye. Oh, dear. Aye. His life wasn't worth living. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. What I'm saying is I'm not, I, I will listen to your theories. If you want to come and question me, 
Please do. If you want to come and say, well, actually, I think this. Uh, let's just chew the fat. Sorry? I was going to say to you, you know we were looking for that fellow who was signalling to UFOs from his garden in yes. Covington. Yeah. don't seem to have his number and I think he may be off the grid. Oh, he, what was his name? I can't remember. There was a, okay, if you, know, if you live next door to a fruitcake, no. uh, an individualist, mm. a Hinduvidualist, a gentleman who um, thinks there's ley lines in his back gardens and he's signalling to um, people from Mars, 03459 455 555. Turns out he may have been right all along. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1M is busy southbound around Junction 7 for Stevenage and it's also slow on the M1 southbound from Luton Airport towards Junction 9 for Redbourne. The M25 is busy anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. And in Wood, it's also busy on the M25 Junction 21A roundabout on the North Orbital Road. In Bishop Stortford, expect delays on Maine's Mays Green Road because of a building fire between Haddon Road and Dane Park, so it's near Bishop Stortford College. And on the North Circular Road in Ealing in both directions, it's still very, very busy with delays from Park Royal and the Chiswick Roundabout to the uh, A4 or Junction 1 and the A406. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks, guys. I'm getting a lot of love and support for my theory on the internet. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Seven seventeen. It's Tuesday, the 29th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The chairman of the body, which oversees health services in Bedfordshire, says he's angry at the lack of progress in a review for beds in Milton Keynes. The United Nations has imposed sanctions on four British nationals, including a man from Buckinghamshire who've travelled to Syria to join the so-called Islamic State. And around 40 firefighters are tackling a blaze at Bishop Stortford College, which started in the early hours of the morning. If you've missed any of the programmes here on BBC Three Counties Radio, you've missed things like this. What have you got for us, Liz? Can you beat leaving his scooter behind? Yeah. I've left my knickers behind. But there is a way you can hear it all again. And he had been replaced with a baby grey budgie. What? Yes, he's been replaced. BBC.co.uk slash Three Counties Radio. Yes, the idea of preparing for Monty Python made me aware that I enjoy being on stage, enjoy being in front of a live audience. Allowing you to listen to what you missed. Would you sue your neighbour, your friends, if your child got hurt on one of their trampolines? BBC.co.uk slash Three Counties Radio. I don't get the trampolining thing. I don't get... First of all, you, you buy one, most of them are filthy, they're covered in leaves and water and they get used twice, and then that's it, right? And they clutter up the garden. But the fella next door, right? So I was in the garden the other day, and, uh, and the fella next door, I've never spoken to, um, he thought I was calling him. I wasn't, I was calling the dog. <laughs> Why would I call him? He went, hello, yes? What's what? his name? Uh, well, uh, apparently it's, it's, it's similar to my girl What's dog's name. He went, hello, yes? I went, what? Are you calling me? I said, no, 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 I'm just looking for the dog. Oh, what, what, what does it look like? I'll have a look for it. I said, well, no, it's in, it's in the garden somewhere. I said, no, he's not. He's not come. Anyway, he said, you've got two boys, haven't you? I said, yeah. He said, but they like... Um... And as soon as he said this, I thought, my wife's going to kill me. <laughs> at, at, however this story ends, my wife's going to kill me. Would you like... Uh, I've got a... Um, I was going to throw it away. I've got a, uh, a, a small football net. I went, like a goal. I went, yeah, all right. 
fine. I think, oh, my wife's going to kill me. She doesn't like stuff. And he said, I'll, I'll, I'll put it over, I'll, 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 it's small enough that I can put it over, pass it over the fence to you. It's quite a high fence. I said, like, all right, yeah, yeah, fine, that'd be great. It's flipping massive. It's, you know, when um, the lads go out for stag weekends and before they get all um, um, strippered up, they go and play five-a-side football? Yes. It's a proper five-a-side football. A metal one? Yes. One that could fall on a child? Yes. And he tossed, he tried to, he got stuck in a tree. Gosh. And so I then had to, and it was massive. I thought, oh, flipping it, my wife's going to kill me. And I know I, I wanted rid of that. Well, exactly. And so I had to kind of, well, I kind of had to hide it. Well, I, I texted her and said, look, I've done something really stupid, but I didn't know a way out of it. Thing is, I can't get rid of it now, because if he sees mm. me chuck it, well, first of all, I can't fit it in the car. It's flipping massive. And if he sees me chucking it out, oh, did you not like, what was, what you do what was the problem with that? You wait until the neighbour next door starts shouting their dog. <laughs> you say, yes, yes. And then you hand it over to them. And it's so mad. it goes. But now I think, more I think on it, the more I think I've been stitched up there. Yeah. Because he, no he had no way of getting rid of that. And I, I've, now I've got no way of getting rid of it. And my wife doesn't talk to me. And it looks rubbish in the garden. And the boys don't like football. <laughs> Could you, you not grow a clematis up it? I beg Ooh. your pardon. I beg your pardon. Well, the netting could come in handy for that. Oh, um, we're back to Homo erectus. Mm. 03459 555555. Adam's on the line. Morning, Adam. Good morning, Ian. How are you? I'm good, thank you, mate. I'm, 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 I'm genuine. I'm serious about this idea that I've got. Yeah, yeah. Um, it sounds, well, plausible. But, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not someone who's going to come in with a theory of my own because I'm not smart enough for that. No, I can understand um, that. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so the earliest known recordings of any uh, happenings are cavemen drawings. The early, earliest uh, known recordings of any happenings are cavemen drawings. Okay, yeah. That's, you know, that's all our knowledge. Um, and within that, it, it's, you know, quite clearly depicted that the man discovered fire. Um, I don't know if you know, can see where I'm going with this, but you're saying that theory is not fact. Fine, but physics... Well, theory is not fact. Like, by its very def definition, theory yeah, is theory. It's not fact. Yeah. Theory is theory, but physics is physics is fact. And I've got to stop you there. Your premise is flawed. A significant portion of physics is theory. Is theory? Is theory? But there are there are parts of physics that have been proven. Yeah, but you can't say all of you can't say all of physics is fact because that's not true. So yeah, some some a small percentage of physics is fact. Yeah. Did start off to say physics contains fact, but okay. Um, you you, so you, you, you neglected to say the word contains, but okay, fine. Right. Um, so in order to move something through space, you need um, a force because there's no no airflow. Um, so you'd need a form of combustion. So they would have had that prior to landing on Earth. Um, why do why do you need why would you need why would you need why would you need combustion? That's a very old-fashioned 21st-century way of looking at things. No, uh, in order to create a force, um, you need a reaction. Right, but you don't need. Um, you, but you don't necessarily need combustion. You would need a form of heat. Why? Um, because uh, cells are stable generally. Because yeah. ma those, ma um, those magnets that create uh, those okay. magnets that create force are, are so hot, aren't they? Uh, no, they're not. And um, they create force. But, but in order to create those magnets. Um, they need to be forged 
you know, they're not natural. They need to be forged. No, hang on. Magnet is natural. Magnet exists. Yeah, and to make make it into a shape that's useful enough. Oh, so you've got to, <laughs> you've got to. So we've gone from magnets not being natural to now now you've got to forge them into a shape. So you need fire. Yes, you need you need to make them into a usable shape. To make them in that horseshoe so, shape, yeah. Yeah, you, you wouldn't be able to run out of the ground in that shape, and if you, even if you could, it wouldn't be uh, a perfect enough design that it would be usable. You'd need to fashion it, and you couldn't do that without the application of heat. I'm not buying it, but just so I can get to my next guest, I'm going to let you continue, although your your th- your theory is very, very flawed, but continue. Um, essentially, the thing well, they would have needed some form of combustion to create something that was capable of moving through space. OK, let's assume um, you're right. Right. Um, then on Earth, you're saying people forget stuff, that's fine, but unless the entire of... Um, the, the sort of the settling uh, people were killed, excluding babies who hadn't been passed on the knowledge. Yeah. Which, you know, fine. How would they have survived? Sorry? <laughs> Where did you get to that point? Well, how much well, do you know? How much do you know about the ancient Greeks? Uh, reasonable amount. Yeah, not, you don't. You I'm don't know all sure. of it. There's massive gaps in our yeah. knowledge about the ancient Greeks. They flipping invented writing. You, you go and tell the Chinese that. But they invent <laughs> the, 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 the ancient Romans. We know bits about the ancient Romans. We had an argument the other day about yeah. what vomitorium is. We don't know. We don't know. And they were one of the most intelligent peoples around. Stuff gets lost in history. Where did you, where did your nan and granddad meet? Uh, I believe they met in Poland. Okay, you're great. Where exactly in Poland? Not famous. You've just you've just proven my point. It's just proven my point. No, he that's hasn't. On, that's only two generations back. But that's not important survival stuff, is it? It's only two generations back, and he doesn't even know where his nan and granddad met. Wow. Oh, so how's he going to know? Uh, what did you say? Hmm? So how again? So how's he going to know what happened ten million years ago? I think if his life depended on it, he would. I think I've just shot. I'm sorry. I've just shot you both down in flames. And all this stuff about combustion and what have you. Don't leave. you're right. <laughs> yeah, my microphone. Just, yeah, it just seems to be. Uh, Going in and out, like a man. Now, oh blimey, a woman from Luton has been jailed for five years for conning half a million quid out of men she met online. Maria Nistel targeted men in their 50s and 60s after seeing their profiles on uh, Match.com and SugarDaddies.com. She told them two main lies. One, that her father had died back in Romania and she needed financial help settling his affairs. And her ex-partner had given her a house and she needed help with the tax. Three men ended up giving her over uh, half a hundred million pounds each. Uh, Wayne May is the founder of Scam Survivors, 100,000 each, sorry. Uh, Wayne May is the founder of Scam Survivors and has been dealing with the so-called romance scammers for nine years. Morning, Wayne. Morning. Um, you know, it's easy to sit here and go, these blokes are idiots. But they're not, are they? These are intelligent people that got sucked in. How, how does someone get sucked into something like this? The scammers will tell you absolutely anything you want to hear because they don't ever have to give you what they're saying. So they could promise you the sun, the moon, the stars, knowing that they never have to follow through with it. They're also going to... Oh, what's what I'm looking for? Um, so I always forget this word. It's, um, it's, it's too early. It's, don't worry, it's a ridiculous time in the morning to be having any kind of conversation, Wayne. I appreciate that. But so, <laughs> but I, I guess, is it one of those things where the scammers, if they, if they fire out, you know, a hundred emails, if two of those people bite, then they're quids in, aren't they? 
Oh, absolutely. And a lot of these scammers will send out a lot of emails and a lot of messages on the data set profiles. The interesting thing with this one is that it's an actual female doing this. Most of the time we deal with these, it's a male pretending to be a female. Yeah, you're and the right. fact That's... that they actually met the person, which yeah. is also very rare. That's an odd twist because I've I've read loads of stories where it is a it is some bloke in a you know living in his mum's spare room who's who's doing this pretending to be a woman. It, it, are, are there more cases of of actual women doing this? Do you think? There are in certain countries, for example, uh, in Ukraine, we tend to find that they will do this. Uh, we call them pro-daters, where they will actually physically meet the people. Oh, okay. Uh, but it it is a a rare occurrence. It's you know it's a very small percentage compared to the ones who only ever will talk to a person online. I would imagine as well for the uh, the, the gentleman. It's primarily gentlemen. I guess it goes both ways, but in this case it is. For, for the gentleman who, um, once you've handed over that first bit of money, um, you kind of want, you don't want to believe that you are a sucker, so you keep handing over more money. And I, I'd imagine there's a lot, of, um, well, a lot of shame around it as well. It's a lot of the people will be asked for small amounts of money to start with, and you give a little bit, and it just keeps on the, the amount will raise. And you don't really realise that you're being scammed while you're in it. This is the thing, you're so sucked into this thing, because the scammers, and I remember the word, they profile the person. They will try to find out as much as they can about you and find that weak spot that you have. And they will chip in at it and chip at it. And when you're in it, you just don't realise that it's happening to you. It becomes so real and it becomes so all-encompassing that you just can't see the woods for the trees. Is there, I would imagine, Wayne, that, that police take this quite seriously these days. Would I be right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, if they can actually arrest somebody or they can find somebody who's been doing this, then they will attempt to arrest them. Uh, the problem is that most of the romance scammers aren't using their real names, aren't yeah. using their real pictures. So it's a very difficult thing to be able to prosecute someone. And uh, what, scam survivors, what, what help can you offer? Mainly we offer um, the the chance to post up the details of the scammer to warn other people. Right. And okay. we also have a, a live help room where people can come in and if they need kind of emotional support, we can offer that. And what's the website, uh, Wayne, if people want to find out more? It's called www.scamsurvivors.com. All right, nice one. Thank you, Wayne. I appreciate your time. And it's 7.20 in the morning. What a ridiculous time to be having a conversation. I think that every single day. So I appreciate you coming on. 03459 455555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Bishop Stortford, Mains Green Road is closed in both directions between Haddon Road and Dane Park, past Bishop Stortford College because of a fire risk in industrial units. On the A1M southbound, it's busy past Junction 7 for Stevenage, and it's also slow on the M25 anti-clockwise from Junction 24 for Potters Bar to 23 for the A1M at South Mims. On the M40, from, well, from the Swakeley's roundabout to Nuxbridge, heading along the A40 towards the Denham roundabout, and the M25 is looking very busy, heading away from London towards Towards Buckinghamshire, and on the trains, there are no reported problems at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts, and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The chairman of the body which oversees health services in Bedfordshire says he's angry at the lack of progress in a review which has been underway for more than four years. The clinical commissioning group says more work is needed to ensure the best possible service for Bedfordshire and Milton Keynes. Around 40 firefighters are tackling a blaze at Bishop Storford College, which started in the early hours of this morning. Crews were called at around 3am. Mays Green Road, where the college is situated, has been closed. It's believed the blaze started in one of the boarding houses, but there are no reports of any injuries. And the United Nations has imposed sanctions on four British nationals, including a man from Buckinghamshire, who have travelled to Syria to join the Islamic State group. 28-year-old Omar Hussein from High Wycombe will be subject to global travel bans and asset freezes. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are League Two matches tonight for Wickham, Luton and Stevenage. Second-placed Wickham hosts Cambridge with manager Gareth Ainsworth proud of their start. We've worked really hard, you know, and I think you've knocked it on the head where with, with tight unit. We don't have loads of players that we have to work with. We work hard, so every session we put on, everyone's involved. Everyone knows what, what's required and, and what they have to do to play for Wickham Wanderers. Luton make the long trip to Morecambe with defender Scott Cuthbert and midfielder Nathan Doyle in contention to return. Striker Jack Marriott is pushing for a starting place after his two goals from the bench on Saturday. Here's manager John Still. It's possible, yeah, it's possible, but you know it's also important that you know he learns, he becomes the the player that we want him to become, and not just thrusting when he's still learning some things, you know, so we'll see. I've not made my mind up on that, if I'm honest. And Steve Nidge returned to Mansfield, having slipped to 20th in the table. You can hear full commentary on the matches involving Wickham, Luton and Stevenage in tonight's three-counties sport from seven. In the Premier League last night, Everton came from 2-0 down to win 3-2 at West Brom. Tonight, the Champions League resumes with Arsenal at home to Olympiacos and Chelsea away to Porto. London has turned down the chance to stage the opening of the Tour de France in 2017. They had won a bidding protest, a process, but Transport for London now says it would not offer value for money. The BBC's Matt Slater says London's decision has annoyed the organisers. They won this bid, this very competitive bid. It was all done very secretly. Edinburgh were interested, Manchester were interested, and about half a dozen German cities were interested too. At the 11th hour, one day before they were supposed to return the contract, they said, no, we can't afford this. ASO are furious. And at the Rugby World Cup, England forward Billy Vunipola will miss the rest of the tournament after being injured against Wales. Nick Easter has been called up as replacement. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at eight. It's coming. Mama there it is. The popcorn kernels in the pot. She turned up the heat. Now the pot is getting hot. And then those popcorn kernels start to pop, pop.
This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. So a sugar daddy is an old rich man Mm. that basically keeps a woman. He buys her jewels and furs and pretty diamond rings and then she does all kinds of things for those. Yeah, and they both know what the arrangement is. Someone's hair is stuck in this desk. How long is it? It's long enough. There we go, it's gone. Uh, Yeah, so basically she's a prostitute. Well... Yeah. Aren't all women prostitutes in today's society? Discuss, girls. Well, hang on I, a minute. We pay the mortgage well, 50 50, I think. If that, was, um, that was how I opened my first ever lecture at the Women's Institute in Theory in Los Angeles last year. Also, my last ever lecture at the Women's Gosh. Institute of Theory in Los Angeles I as well. Why. They, they, uh, they, when, when I then took it to the practical level and started offering them $50 bills, they, it just really it, it didn't go down very well. Again, that was another complaint I've got, but we'll get there later on. Anyway, so. <laughs> Um, what were we talking about? Yeah, so sugar daddies. It's a weird thing to want to do, because it's you're, you're too old. Well, Unless you went for like a 70-year-old that liked them old. Wow. I'm 38. Exactly. Sugar daddy. Um, I got ID'd the other day. Yeah, only because you were going into the ladies' toilets. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh. What did you get ID'd for? Booze. Because, <laughs> yeah. Stop it. Only by... Okay. Oh! No. I want a word with you. I've got a word for you. Yes, I know. Remember last week you um, t- you phoned me to say that you'd nearly been involved in a car Oh, yeah, crash. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I worked it out. Yeah, because you, <laughs> you drive wrong. I know. I saw you do it yesterday. I know. You drive wrong. That's but not that, a one-way... How is that a one-way No, but that is a confusing... That is a no. confusing no, junction. Yeah, it is, no, because it not. is one way. It is one way at the top, but it's only one, at the top, but there's one, no division line. Yeah. But you drive, basically, I saw Kath driving. I pulled out too early. She, um, but the guy did look at me and still try and pull out in front of me. She was driving. You know when you drive to get to the car park here? Okay? Yes. You have to drive to get to the car park here. Yes. And at the end of that road going the other way, it becomes one way, but only for yes. a tiny bit, right? As you're turning left or right. Well, so she's driving out of there yesterday the whole way on the wrong side of the road. No. It is like that scene in Planes, Trains and Automobiles where the guy's going, you're going to wind up dead. Not the whole way. Whole way. You know it kind of oh, wise you're such a liar. No, not the whole way. Oh, you, oh you're a rotten liar. Not the whole way. Oh, OK, in case the police are listening. No, but not the whole way. Just as it came to... Well, actually, as it came to... You know, the first bit where... Anyway, this is a very... This is a very in conversation. Yeah, exactly. I don't want anyway, to I realised I've done it wrong. But the guy looked at me and still pulled out. So. Yeah, because you were driving on the wrong side of the road. Yeah, but I right away. Homo erectus. I right away. Should you didn't. You were on the wrong side of the road. Yeah, but he wasn't on the road. He was pulling in front of me. So. How can you have the right of way when you're on the wrong side of the road? Um, Rob's in... Oh. <laughs> Rob, uh, come on, guys. Can we have serious callers on this? This I'm is just... Rob. He's serious. Rob's in Marston. Yeah. I, I, Marston. I wouldn't go with that serious. What have you got for us, Rob? Well, I, uh, first of all, let me, let's, uh, let's start with theory. Yep. Uh, theory in the, the common sense that people talk about, oh, I have a theory about this, I have a theory about that. that that's kind of a, you have a guess. You have a hypothesis. It's yeah. misnomer. In science, a theory is backed up by a stack of evidence as tall as my house. No, not necessarily. No, 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 Absolutely. No, no, no. A theory is still a theory. It's not a fact. That's correct. Yeah, okay. So it's a theory. That's correct. Do you want the definition? Well, no, gravity is a theory. Well, no, there is... No, 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 no. No, there is a theory of why gravity works, but gravity we know is a thing. Gravity is a thing, correct. Yeah, yeah, but there is a theory as to why gravity works. 
mostly it's mathematical. Right. And yes, the, the yeah, mathematical and some, and some theory theories, behind... Some theories are stronger than others. Theory of evolution Correct. is pretty shoddy. Pretty shoddy. Yeah, I would disagree with that. Well, you would do, because um, you love science. Well, yes. And you're you're I, scared. I... You're scared. Let's be honest, Rob. You're scared to... Um, you need kind of rules and logic and statistics and science to make you feel safe in your world. And you know what? That is absolutely great. If you want to be blinkered, then that is great. My mind is more open to other uh, other possibilities, other th- other theories. Well, I'm fine with other theories. That's the whole point of science. We are open to other theories. If new information comes along that says, well, this whole thing is just rubbish and we've been led down the wrong path for uh, you know, 50, 70, 100 years, well, we're going to change our theory now, aren't we? That's how science works. Well, that's how science may work for you. That may be your no, no, theory. That's how, no, that's how it actually works. Anyway, go on, what, what, go on. The, the thing about Mars, it makes sense, doesn't it? We, we lived on Mars. Now that we know there's water on there, my theory is, and I, I, I've, I've not, I'll be honest, I was just thinking about it in bed last night, but I actually got quite excited when I came up with it, um, is that millions of years ago, we lived on Mars, we were killing our planet, and we had to escape to Earth, hence the pyramids. I've, jumped, make, make I've, missed, out quite, I've missed out a few million years there, but that, that's basically it. But make, make for a good movie, doesn't it? We'll make for an excellent movie. We'll make for an excellent world. Well, possibly, but the pyramids weren't built by aliens, so it Well, oh, now, dude, dude, but how do you know that? And also, if we're the aliens, are we actually aliens? Correct, yes. We're we're only alien if we're not from... Technically, I'm an alien. I'm an American standing here in England. Yeah, okay. Don't get all sting on me. Technically, I am... I, I am an invasive species, as but it what, were. No, no, but but no, 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 no. I'm talking about the human, the human race. The whole human race oh, yeah. could potentially be aliens to this planet. Absolutely. Potentially. It, exactly. That a, yeah, that is a theory. But, but, you're, but you're saying you don't think the pyramids were made by aliens. Well, I, don't th- I don't think they were made by little green men. I think they were made by us, but using, it, using it, technology from, uh, you know, another time. No, if you want to go back to the actual theory of it, that can, comes back to comet seeding, where comets came through or a meteorite crashed into the earth and spread very small you know dna type that's one of the that's one of the theories that's correct yeah one of the theories but 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 that one doesn't get much credence in scientific circles uh it's gaining credence it's gaining credence yes absolutely is it gaining clear water uh, not likely because uh, nobody comes east of the Mississippi. Okay, well then that, that, that I think basically what you're saying, Rob, is you, and you're a scientist, scientific man yourself, yeah. I am, yes. And I think basically you're saying that you agree with me, uh huh? Thank you, Rob. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, great call. I want him round. Happy to do that. Teddy boy's on the line. Morning, Teddy boy. Oh, he's not there. Oh, oh flipping heck. Um, uh, if your theory is correct. When we get to Mars, we should discover evidence of fossils which would help to prove or disprove your theory. Well, I don't... Uh, we might do. We might have had a clean-up. Yeah, go on, pick, quick, go on, pick everything up. You, you, when you leave a hotel room, you do, you do a little recce just to make sure you've got everything. There might be a creature on Mars. What eats them? There might be. Um, there might not be the um, uh, um, infrastructure to create fossils. It might not exist there. compression. Mm. As far as we know, the dinosaurs, wow, dino spelt like dino rod here, were wiped out by Earth's collision with a large comet. It's a theory. It was so long ago, no one knows. They didn't have CCTV. They didn't even have um, um, uh, picture phones. Didn't have any of that. No. It's all a theory. Uh, with a collision with a large comet, which left a thin layer of metal all over the Earth, 
What? A comet made of metal? You, are you nuts? Comets are made of rocks. What, what's made of metal that flies? Spaceships. Um, keep thinking, though. Tony from Chertsey. Uh, Tony, <laughs> I am thinking. I will keep thinking. You need to start thinking. Oh. Snuffers is on the line. Morning, Snuffers. Morning. How you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. Good. Um, right. I've got a theory. Um, Bitch and it kind of goes a little bit along with yours, but mm. a little bit different as well. Have you ever heard of something? Now, it's from the Bible. Have you heard of something called the Nephilim? I've heard of the fields of the Nephilim. They were kind of like a gothy band in the 90s. Yeah, so Nephilim, um, they're basically only mentioned once in Genesis, but they were like, they were kind of widely regarded as like giants. Yeah. They were like, and they were described in the Bible as the offspring of angels and men. Now, oh, if yeah. you look oh. on, if you look at, if you type into Google, like, faces in Mars, yeah. you'll see like these, what look like big faces yeah. on the on. The, I've seen the faces in Mars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. What if what if the giants came from Mars, and then the people on Earth killed them? I'm 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 I missed a bit because I'm. Uh, the, the, uh, um, yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? I'll have that. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, like that was their planet. They tried to come over here and take it over, and then we killed them. So what does it say in the Bible? And I can't believe I just said those words about about the fields of the Nephilim. Um, I mean, it, it 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 generally says they were pretty good. Everyone went to see them. Um, like, yeah. Are you talking about the band? Are you talking about the giants? I'm talking about the. They might be giants. All right, the giants. So it's only mentioned once, but it's mentioned in Genesis. Yeah. So it would say it, it says um, they were the. Um, offspring of angels and men and they were men of great renown but then when you kind of when you if because you, you read a biblical text but then you also you need to kind of read a commentary around that which will kind of give historical context you, you, you have to i've got to move on snuffers but you're, you're of course with the bible we uh every time i sit down and read the bible which i which i do about every uh 40 years i sit there and i have a very very big bag of salt next to me and i just keep grabbing handfuls of it and rubbing it into the pages so thank you, Snuffers. 03459 455 555 is the telephone number. Let's get the Trav. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's very slow on the M40 heading from the Denham roundabout towards the M25. On the M25 itself, it's busy anti-clockwise between Junction 24 for Potters Bar and 23 for the A1M now at South Mims. And it's building up on the M1 southbound between Junction 10 for Luton Airport and 9 for Redbourne. On the A5 southbound in Caddington, it's looking very slow there. Also approaching the M1 Junction 9 for Redbourne from Lynch Hill. And in Bishop Stortford, expect delays. Expected to get busy in the town because Mays, Mays Green Road is closed between Haddon Road and Dane Park because of a fire at industrial building near Bishop Stortford College. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Seven forty-seven. It's Tuesday, the 29th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Over 60 pupils and staff have been evacuated from Bishop Stortford College following a fire in the early hours of this morning. The chairman of the body, which oversees health services in Bedfordshire, says he's angry at the lack of progress in a review for beds in Milton Keynes. And the United Nations has imposed sanctions on four British nationals, including a man from Buckinghamshire who've travelled to Syria to join the Islamic State group. Let's get the weather! 
Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. It's going to be another lovely day again today. Very similar to how it was yesterday. In fact, there'll be plenty of warm autumn sunshine around. A bit of cloud, a bit of mist around this morning. Uh, that will soon clear and uh, we'll see plenty of good spells of sunshine around. Top afternoon temperatures all the way up to 17 or 18 Celsius across the three counties. That's 64 in Fahrenheit. There is a fairly brisk easterly wind out there and that will just take the edge off the temperatures in more exposed spots. So, um, you know, noticeable breeze. But, but other than that, a fairly lovely day actually and the sunshine will last well on into uh, much of this evening and then overnight tonight we'll see lots of clear skies around a bit of patchy cloud the breeze is going to pick up so I don't think the mist and fog should be too much of an issue overnight tonight. Overnight lows just slipping into single figures again a fairly chilly start to the day tomorrow and then tomorrow because of that breeze it will just drag in some slightly cooler air so maybe temperatures not as high 16 or 17 Celsius uh, but still another lovely day lots more sunshine to come the breeze easing down on Thursday uh, it's really spot the difference between the next few few days it's going to be remarkably similar but lighter winds on Thursday more sunshine to come on Friday dry and settled too for the weekend but probably a little bit cloudier that's the forecast get more from BBC Three Counties Radio online by liking our Facebook page Take part in our conversations, including what we talk about every afternoon. Well, it's kind of how most taxes work. So most taxes work that, you know, on the first bit you pay no tax, on the next bit you pay basic rate tax, on the next bit you pay 40%, then 45%. See pictures and videos you won't get anywhere else. What we're going to do today is take you around for a lap of the Silverstone Grand Prix circuit, or 3.66 miles, which will be used for this year's British Grand Prix. Get more from BBC Three Counties Radio online by liking our Facebook page page at facebook.com slash bbc 3cr <clears throat> oh oh baby oh baby baby how was i supposed to know that my idea is actually brilliant which, which one? one so i just googled did humans come from mars First thing that comes up, BBC News website, BBC Science website. Yeah, but they website. write all sorts these days. No, 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 no. B- BBC News, August 2013, Earth life may have come from Mars. Kiss my chuddies. Says who? Science. Says who? Life may have started on Mars before arriving on Earth. A major scientific conference has heard. Mm. May have. New research. Oh, you can all listen. Ian's talking rubbish. Ian's got trying to fill in because he's not good. It's actual science fact. New research supports an idea that the red planet was a better... I came up with my ideas independently. This is now backing me up. New research supports an idea that the red planet was a better place to kickstart biology billions of years ago than the early Earth was. The evidence is based on how, and this is like proper science now. Here's the science bits they'd say in that shampoo advert with uh, Aniston. The evidence is based on how the first molecules necessary for life were assembled. Details of the theory were outlined by Professor Stephen Bender, Benner, at the Goldschmidt meeting in Florence in Italy, Italia. Um, uh, 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 so what it says <laughs> it go, it get, then gets like really really boring mm. the minerals most effective at templating RNA which is important in creating life would have dissolved in the oceans of the early earth but would have been more abundant on Mars according to Professor Ben Benner this could suggest that life started on the red planet before being transported to earth on meteorites or spaceships 
argues Professor Benner of the Westheimer Institute on, of Science and Technology. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Double back. You said on meteorites. That's what Rob said. And you said, oh, but no one believes that. Oh, I said it was a theory. And he said it was gaining I, momentum. Yeah, well, you said, no, well, people don't always, believe that. Okay, well, th that's one thing. No, no, no. The, the You're talking about spaceships. Yeah. I, I, this is where I separate my theory from Professor Benar is I think we stayed on Mars a bit longer and we made spaceships. There's a book about it, Chariot of the Gods. Go read that. Read Wasn't that, that big in the 80s? Do you think people are still there? Do you think some people are like, do you know what? We're not going to, we're going to stay here. We're not going to follow you guys. Oh, someone, someone got, got a private message yeah. on WhatsApp. It was up. Yeah, I have. It's from my mate Yandy. All right, Yandy. No, I don't, Kelly. I think it's a ridiculous idea. Okay. But thanks, uh, thanks for that. Mm. The evidence seems to be... Oh, this is brilliant. Thank you. God bless you, Professor Ben. Uh, um, the evidence seems to be building that we are actually all Martians, that life started on Mars. And then I've just cut the end of that sentence off because it doesn't fit in with what I'm saying. What does it say? But it's probably bullshine. And came to Earth on a rock. It's lucky we ended up here. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly, Earth has been the better of the two planets for sustaining life, and we've got better television. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. I'm not. I, I, there's stuff. There's stuff in this. There's stuff in this. My day is going to be spent um, looking online at, at, at forums. Now. Um, when Il uh, Milton Keynes' man, Alan Tyndall, uh, found a toy gun in the street, he thought he'd take it home. Well, you would, wouldn't you? Clean it up and put it back where the owner could find it. I don't know if I'd go that far. Um, trouble is, someone got the wrong end of the gunny stick. And uh, well, he, uh, Alan joins me now. Alan, you, t you can probably tell the story a whole lot better than I can. Um, what happened? Good morning. Good morning, Alan. What happened? Well, what has happened? Well, hard down the allotment. And on my way home, yeah. turning my corner on the street of Holton Hill, Emerson Valley, I spotted a toy gun on the grass. Oh, yeah. It's soaking wet. So I picked it up. Yeah. I thought we had to do is take it home, dry it out, and put it back on the hedge in the morning. Beautiful. I love, I love leaving stuff or finding stuff left on a hedge. Well. I do it often with gloves you. and scarves. You don't, you don't know. And I've, I've gone back and found All a teddy the on the hedge once, yeah. Okay, good idea. Oh, okay, so you took it back. I took it indoors, put it against the bottom of the radiator and thought no more about it. I thought in the morning I'll put it outside and whoever owns it can pick it up. So I went off in a cab to see a friend of mine who's on Coffee Hall, Milton Keynes, a nice evening. Came back at, at my home at 10 to... 10 in the evening. Yeah. No, sorry, 10 to 11. 10 to 11. And I found the house surrounded by police. <laughs> now, when you say surrounded, uh, how many coppers were there, Alan? Well, I'm not really sure. I mean, I was told not to move straight away as soon as oh. I got out of the taxi. Oh, blimey. Don't move. So I, I didn't move. I didn't have time to look around to see who was about. Yeah. And I was asked to hand over my house keys. I obviously did that. I didn't fancy being tasered or whatever. No, I did all kinds of things. And I handed over the keys. The officer went in the house. The female officer said, I repeat, don't move. Uh, he went in the house. He searched the house. 
They eventually came back out and said, okay, he got the toy gun in his fingers. Evidence, exhibit number one. <laughs> oh, blimey. How, how convincing was this toy gun? Well, it was, I must say, it did look the McCoy. Beautiful. I mean, if you if you saw one, you'd think, yes, well, it could be the real thing. So very, I don't know why they're on sale. It's amazing why they're on sale to children, to yeah. parents, to give to their kids. Oh, I don't, I don't let my boys play with toy guns. I mean, they make toy guns out of sticks. They go, look, I've got a gun and a weapon, but I don't, I wouldn't buy them a toy gun. Um, so, uh, uh, at what point did um, the police realise it wasn't a real gun? Until they entered my home. Okay. Not until they entered my home. Yeah, and then they picked it up and they went, oh, "All right, lads, all right, lads, it's a toy, it's a toy." Yeah, we- yeah, we do apologise, but these things have to be looked into. And I thought, yeah, very fine. Yeah. I, uh, uh, in, I, I suppose in some ways it is very fine, isn't it? Because um, it's better to be safe than sorry. Because with, uh, you, I mean, you sound like a you know a perfectly normal, rational gentleman, but yes. there is a chance that you could well, have been I'm a, a nut- drummer, a percussionist. Oh, oh well, in that case, they were right to bust in. Then you drummers are nuts. <laughs> And you, you say you turned up at 10 to 11. I bet you're supposed to turn up at half past nine. Um, it's a drumming joke, guys. Uh, but you could have been a nut yeah, job, couldn't you? You could have been, you could have been a fruitcake. And, and, and so I, can, you, can you kind of see that they may have been a little bit heavy-handed, but, 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 it, but perhaps best to err on the side of caution? Yes. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm still bewildered. I can tell. As to the response. To pick it for picking up a toy gun. Who grasped you up? Do you think? Well, I know who grasped me up. Well, don't mention any names. Is it someone who's got a grudge against you? Yes, it's a drug dealer. This story's taken a very dark turn. Why has he got? A... Yeah. Well, but why has he got? Uh, well, hang on a minute. You know it was why? And he's a neighbour, is he? He's a neighbour. Okay. Yeah. Why would a drug dealer have a grudge against a drummer? I'd have thought you two guys. No, well, the reason he's got a grudge against me is because I don't like what he's doing. No, good for you. Good for you. Hey, what kind of music do you play, Alan? Rock, blues, jazz. Beautiful. You in a band at the moment? No, I'm basically retired. I play for charity now and again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's what's um, what's your what, what's your favourite song to 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 really kind of get going on the drums? Favourite song? Yeah, for you to play. Oh, for me to play Wipeout. Oh, really? The Safaris. Oh well, that's a hey, that's a that's a tricky one to play. That's a fiddly one. Yeah, I can still do it. Oh, good well, for I'm you. Out of breath at the end, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's all drums. That's all paradiddles and whatnots. Yes, um, triplets, flems. Triplets and flems. Oh, bl- well, bless and Alan, bless you, Alan. I really appreciate you coming. On. You're all right, though. It's not. It's not um, scarred you or anything. Sorry. It's th- th- this uh, hasn't put you off. You know, going to the allotment or or the police or anything, has it? No, no, but Good. I'm just warning people, you know, people out there, yeah. be careful what you pick up when you're walking home. So, well, <laughs> there's a lesson for all of us. Be- Especially dog shit. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed, ladies and gentlemen. There we go. <laughs> you know what I have to do now, and I have to do it, but none of us want to, but I have to. Apologies for the uh, language there from our... Um, uh, individualistic uh, uh, elderly drummer. Uh, never, uh, in, if you've got young ears in the car, I'm sorry. I never mean to offend with any bad language or anything like that. Well, there was a, there was a, um, uh, an average story told brilliantly by uh, what I like to call a character, 
can we get him, can we can we uh, get him in one day to play uh, Wipeout by the Safaris on the drums? Because that is a flipping tough song to play. Yep, careful what you pick up, guys. Oh, and don't annoy your drug dealing neighbour as well. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Bishop Stortford, Mains, Mays Green Road's closed in both directions between Haddon Road and Dane Park. That's past the Bishop Stortford College. That's because of a fire at an industrial unit. On the A5 southbound, it's slow from Lynch Hill towards the M1 Junction 9 for Redbourne. And it's slow southbound on the M1 from Junction 10 for Luton Airport to 9 for Redbourne. On the M25, it's busy anti-clockwise between Junction 24 for Potter's Bar and 23 for the A1M. Samantha Bruff, BBC <laughs> Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Wise words, guys. Be careful what you pick up on your way home from the allotment, all right? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, pupils and staff evacuated after fire at Hertfordshire College. Criticism of health review for Bedfordshire and Milton Keynes. The new end sanctions imposed on Buckinghamshire jihadists. BBC Three Counties Radio. Over 60 pupils and staff have been evacuated from Hertfordshire College following a fire in the early hours of this morning. Around 40 firefighters are still dealing with the blaze at Bishop Stortford College. The senior school and prep school will be closed today. More from Barry Caffrey. Fire crews were called to the college in Mays Green Road at around 3 o'clock this morning. Hearts Fire and Rescue Service say 64 pupils and staff were evacuated, but no one was injured. An eyewitness has told the BBC she believed the roof of a boarding house had collapsed. A fire service spokeswoman said six engines were still at the scene and an aerial ladder was being used to deal with the collapsed roof. The cause of the blaze is not yet known. The chairman of the body which oversees health services in Bedfordshire says he's angry at the lack of progress in a review which has been underway for more than four years. The clinical commissioning group says more work is needed to ensure the best possible service for Bedfordshire and Milton Keynes. But John Mingay from the Scrutiny Committee says they are increasingly frustrated by the money that's being spent. We heard today they're employing some consultants now. What's that going to cost? We asked the question. It wasn't answered. How much is this review costing? It wasn't answered. The Healthy Together programme before cost £2.2 million. So what's this one, which has gone on for longer than that, going to cost the public? And at a time of difficulty, to say the least, in the health service financially. The United Nations has imposed sanctions on four British nationals, including a man from Buckinghamshire who have travelled to Syria to join the Islamic State group. 28-year-old Omar Hussein from High Wycombe is among the men and women who will be subject to global travel bans and asset freezes. Carol Walker is in New York. A government official said the Prime Minister believed the sanctions were a powerful tool, sending a clear deterrent message to those thinking of going to join IS extremists. It's the first time for 10 years that Britain has requested UN sanctions against its own citizens and it's considering whether to add more names in future. The government's also to spend an extra £10 million to set up a new unit based in London to try to counter extremist propaganda around the world. Jeremy Corbyn will make his keynote address to the Labour Party conference in Brighton today. He will tell delegates that he loves his country. Earlier this month, the Labour leader was criticised for not singing the national anthem at a service at St Paul's. The Shadow Police Minister, Jack Dromey, said Mr Corbyn had to try to reach out to the voters who abandoned Labour at the general election. The great time now for us is to 
Harness the enthusiasm we're seeing at the conference in terms of turning out to the country, straight talking and honest, in dialogue with the country and shaping a new politics. In sport, there are League Two matches tonight for Wickham, Luton and Stevenage. Second-placed Wickham host Cambridge. Luton make the long trip to Morecambe. Stevenage are at home to Mansfield. The weather, another chilly start, followed by another dry and sunny day. A maximum temperature 18 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. We're still um, in, um, recovering. Recovering, I think, is the, the correct word from, um, well, from our last guest. If you've just tuned in, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> We've got to get that guy back at some point. A busy show this morning. I came up with a theory last night, and it turns out it's not unique that we may have originated on Mars. They found water on Mars. Not just water, flowing water. Not just flowing water, rivers, lakes, streams and pools. Oh, yes. And it kind of got me thinking, well, what if Mars is where we all started, and, like, millions of years ago, we killed that planet, like, we're killing this one, will we never learn? Um, And we all moved to earth what why is that such a ridiculous theory Catherine's not buying it I'm not no no not spaceship wise um well that's rude I, I I don't buy the theory of evolution it doesn't make sense hang on and there's not evidence to support it so what you think we were fully formed on Mars hopped in a spaceship and all sort of abandoned to earth um yeah, I think that, yeah. Well, I subscribe to the, you know, maybe we're part of bits that came from space. Hang and, on one and second. Grew, hang grew on in one, the slime. Hang on one second. Don't move. There we go. What about the primordial soup? It doesn't, that doesn't make any sense, and it's all a theory. There's no evidence for the primordial soup. There's no evidence for that. 03459 455 555. And what have you found in, on, or under a hedge? Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Just so many, um... So many weird things in that story. Why would you... Why would you pick up a wet gun to take it home to dry it? And then if, as the gentleman said, it looked like a real gun, why would you leave something that looked like a real gun on a hedge? That would cause mayhem and indeed pandemonium. I'm guessing as soon as he picked it up, which is the bit I wouldn't do, uh, he would have discovered its um, flimsiness and that yeah. it was probably not real. But, yeah, I mean, that is very... Um, Gareth has uh, certainly a big reaction on Twitter. <laughs> Gareth has tweeted, please get that guy in. That interview was like watching someone fall down a hill. Hashtag dangerous, hashtag unpredictable, hashtag compelling. <laughs> hashtag thought we got away, got away with it. <laughs> it, was, it did go... I know, again, apologies for the, uh, the, the naughtiness. The very final word. The naughtiness at the end. I mean, that was... Uh, have we got any texts before I crack on with this? Or shall I just crack, crack on? Crack on and I'll have a look. All right. Um, OK. Um, yeah, lovely. I can do that. 03459 455 555. You can text 81333. Start your text 3CR. Now, 
More than four years after reviews began into the future of care at Milton Keynes and Bedford Hospitals, it's being claimed no progress is being made and millions is being wasted. A healthcare review is underway to try to solve the financial and clinical pressures on both hospitals. The chairman of a scrutiny committee looking into those health services told a meeting yesterday even he's being kept in the dark. Well, Dave Hodgson is the uh, Liberal Democrat Mayor of Bedford and joins me now. Morning, Dave. Morning. Um, you enjoying this? What, your comments about outer space or the hospital bit? <laughs> well, there's a, there's a, we can get to the that former, later on. Yes, the latter, no. It, this is dragging on and on and on, and as we've heard, is costing millions. Yeah, well, I mean, we're, we're you know we're over five point four million now. Wow, um, it's it's over four years, and it appears to be no new ideas and sort of no innovation, just cuts. And I, I think as uh, as as uh, John Mingay said earlier on, you know, the bed. bed Bedford Hospital staff deserve huge credit for maintaining their the standards, they're actually improving standards during all this time of uncertainty, unnecessary, unnecessary uncertainty that is placed over the hospital. And really, time we got on and gave them some certainty, got rid of some of the stupid ideas in in the uh, proposals. And say it's four years is just way too long, and 5.4 million is way too That's much the money. Thing. The 5.4 million quid, I can't even begin to comprehend how they've spent. I mean, I, yes, I've seen lots of graphs and pie charts and bar graphs and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I remember the grid that we had last year where if uh, if you pick option A and option three, then um, option B and option six and seven, what, it was just a... It, I, I mean, it's, yeah. well, someone just make stupid, a decision. Yeah. yeah, and the stupid point is that, you know, the connection between Milton Keynes and Bedford Hospitals and the, and the sort of the health economy, we look far more to these, to, you know, towards the Lister, towards Adam Brooks and the... The work that Bedford Hospital is doing, engaging with people like Morphew for eye for eye clinics and yeah. Adam Brooks and other hospitals, great. Why not continue those and develop those rather than try to put two hospitals together in the same sort of group to consider what's happening, when really there isn't any connectivity. I mean, the letter that uh, the chief executive of the hospital wrote to uh, the last review said that only one percent of the income comes from Milton Keynes. Uh, sort of area, and only 1% of Milton Keynes' income comes from the Bedford area. There is no connectivity. We should be dealing with them separately. Um, It must be like banging your head against a brick wall because, um, you know, you you represent people. You want to speed things up. I would imagine, and this is not in any way, uh, you know, a criticism of you, I'd imagine you're kind of powerless to make this go any faster. It appears to be, yes. I mean, I think um, you're helping on the radio, and the more we say that, look, this is ludicrous. I mean, four years is is, is way, way, well, we're well over four years, yeah. and we're looking at next year is when they're saying they go out to consultation. So it's going to be five years, and it's probably going to exceed £6 million. You know, the review's flawed, it's overtime, it's overpriced, and we should just get on and actually you know, support the hospital. Um, which is which knows there needs to be change. You know they're not saying there's not to be not going to be any change. They know there has to be change, and I think it's important that we try to work within the health economy um, of the Bedford area. And I'm always amazed by how many different different bits of the NHS there are. Um, I've got a statement, uh, well, a, a part of a statement from the Bedfordshire Clinical Commissioning Group says further work is needed to ensure that the models considered will fully address the current and future challenges across both health care systems while providing the best quality health care services for the people of Bedfordshire and Milton Keynes. Yeah, but I don't understand why it's taken over four years and £4.5 million. Yeah. Pounds. Is it, have, have, have any of them come forward and said, explained that expense and that length of time? No, and I don't think it's necessarily the CCG or the hospital. I mean, the people behind this are NHS England, the TDA, which sort of runs uh, Bedford Hospitals, 
people that sort of overlook see Bedford Hospital and monitor that oversee the uh, Milton Keynes Hospital. So I think we've got to go beyond those. I mean, I think that the the CCG we know has got problems. Uh, and I think it's turning those round. The hospital is doing amazingly well, and I think if we would just get on and work together without sort of interference from on high, that might be a great benefit to the people of Bedfordshire. Um, Dave, it's always good talking to you, but it'd be nice to talk about something nice one day because we always seem to talk about <laughs> hospitals doing badly. Dave, thank you very much indeed for your time. Dave Hodgson, Liberal Democrat Mayor of Bedford. I know it's it's kind of schoolboy mathematics. Just think how many nurses you could get for that £4.5 million. Pounds. I mean, I know, I know it's oversimplifying things slightly, but, but. Um, 03459455555 is the uh, telephone number. Uh, Catherine? I'm just going to ring Peter in Warmer Green back. He has something to say on this matter. OK. <laughs> I bet he does. Um, Mr Lee, there we go. Respect at last on a text. Thank you. Over 40 years ago in Battersea, my mum found a real gun. Took It took the police three days to come and pick it up. 40 years ago. Well, OK, yeah, the 70s. She kept it wrapped in a pillowcase. Well, you would do, Janet. You would do. Um, Peter's in Warmer Green. Morning, Peter. Good morning. What would you like to have a whinge about today, boss? Well, I was listening to the conversation on the hospitals, actually. Yeah, go on. And when you ring fence money for anything, really, yeah. then... That money that you've ring-fenced is for what you've ring-fenced it for. Now, if you add additional bits and pieces to the service, yes. that should be extra money. Yeah. You can't ring-fence money and use it for some other purposes. Well, then, so then, then, the, 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 then the fence has a, a, a gap in it. Well, they're not ring, that's not ring-fencing. Well, it's not it? ring-fencing. It's, it's ring-fencing with a gate. Well, if the gate isn't... If they, you can have a gate, but you've got to keep it locked. Yeah, and they're letting the sheep run through. Well, exactly. The sh- someone, <laughs> someone's chewed... So the gate's locked, but the hole at the back isn't fixed. That's right. And so, the, so the, actually, the term is a con if you're not ring-fencing the money. Do you reckon... <laughs> do, do, Peter, indulge yes. me. Indulge me. Um, do you buy the theory of evolution, that we came from um, fish that then turned into monkeys, that then turned into people? No, I think the, women, the men are from Earth huh? and the women are from Zog. If oh, it's like that book, isn't it? Women... Men are from Earth, women are from Zog. Zog, yes. Zog. Because if you ever listen to a, Zog. a group of women talking, I, I, their conversation is totally it. different to the men's. Go on. What, 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 so what are the men's talking about and what are the women's the talking about? The men are usually talking about, oh, you see the sport and this sort of thing. And, yeah, the and sex. We very rarely fall out. That's not the case with women. Go on. So what? what I've, I've never the really women, listened. The women get in discussions. They get... Sometimes they get angry with uh, people within their group. They're yeah. not talking to them for a short period of time. Then they're yeah. talking to them again. Yeah. Then they're not. So it, it's uh, it's very very different to men. So they must be from Zog. But yeah, but I'll be honest. If they're from Zog, yeah. Zog can keep can keep firing them out because they look hot. They look hot. Oh, some look great. Some are. Uh, I, I, Some are monsters. I like I like women. I mean, they they keep the world going, really. Yeah, with the the cooking. Oh no! I mean, ironing. I do that myself as well. Oh really? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm mm. really a good cook. But some women are monsters, aren't they? Uh, Thanks for calling, Peter. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. What conversations is he listening to? <laughs> 
I don't even know what that conversation was just there. I mean, I'm not sure if any of that um, was allowed to be uh, broadcast. Oh, okay, yeah, Russ, I should have asked him. We'll, we'll put that out. Um, we, we heard from our earlier guest about what you should not, what you should not pick up. <laughs> well, we all know now. We would have before, wouldn't we? I'm going to say, imagine you get home and suddenly you're confronted by this. Don't move. <laughs> um, what, we can put that out there as well, dear listener. We'll, we'll have a, I tell you what, we'll have a little run through of the topics after we've had some travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M40, it's really busy from the Denham roundabout towards the M25. And on the M25, it's slow anti-clockwise from Junction 24 for Putters Bar to 23 for the A1M. And the A1M itself is slow southbound around Junction 7 for Stevenage. On the A1, it's very busy southbound between the Holiday Inn and the Stirling Corner. And in Marlow, on the A404, it's reported to be very busy southbound between the M40 and the High Wycombe Handicross roundabout towards the Marlow Junction. On the train departure boards, though, there are no major delays showing up at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Right, where are we now? 8.16, Tuesday the 29th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Over 60 pupils and staff have been evacuated from Bishop Stortford College following a fire in the early hours of this morning. The chairman of the body, which oversees health services in Bedfordshire, says he's angry at the lack of progress in a review for Beds and Milton Keynes. And the United Nations has imposed sanctions on four British nationals, including a man from Buckinghamshire who have travelled to Syria to join the so-called Islamic State. They are the eras that defined British music. Four remarkable young men from Liverpool. Next year, across BBC TV, radio and online, we're charting the pivotal moments in British music with the people's history of pop. And it's here that a curious phenomenon is manifesting itself. The cult is called punk, the music punk rock. So we're looking for your pop memorabilia. It could be a rare record, a treasured photo, or even a ticket stub to a legendary concert. Job job. Around the world, it's job time job. for Live Aid. If you've got an idea to help us tell the story yeah, of British music from the 50s to the 80s, go to the People's History of Pop website, bbc.co.uk slash peoplespop. Get your own. It is what you do, BBC. Spend years secretly buying stuff off of eBay for over the odds and then keeping it stashed from your wife because she gets annoyed that you spend all that stuff on eBay and not on the kids. Do that. You do that because you're not getting my collection. All right, because I know what will happen. Because I've the, the one time I allowed a film, I never allow film crews into your house, right? The one time I did, it was only because I was moving, and I didn't. I, I thought oh, we'll, we'll do this once. They always say, "Oh, we'll tidy up. We won't damage anything. We'll treat with the greatest. We'll tidy up." Right. First things first. They're plugging all their lights and cameras into your sockets. You're paying for that. They're not paying for that. Secondly, they break stuff. They damage stuff. They make imprints in the carpet. They get it dirty. They do a wee, and some of it goes on the floor. They don't clean none of it up and that's why the bbc are not getting any of my rare music memorabilia sure kate robbins would treat your house with the utmost respect she did although she left a terrible mess in the toilet so that's that sorted i don't think a film crew have ever asked to come in my house so i'm have you not been on come dine with me nope i wouldn't go on that you know why shoes on the bed I'm not having people I don't know lolling about in my bedroom. Here's the thing that's come dine with me. The shoes on. You can tell them where to go. Literally. You say, you're not going... They say, can we film in your bedroom, Ian? 
no. Oh, go on. I went, they went, oh, go on. I went, no. They actually said, I'll oh, go on. Yeah, I'll go on. I said, no, you can film in the living room, stroke dining room, the kitchen. And I tell you what, the spare room at the back, which we call the office, we can go in there and that's where everyone's going to do their little, uh, oh, I didn't like the way that, didn't like it hummus. Oh, I thought what the hummus. What did you cook, actually? Hummus. I did cook hummus. I know. I made a mistake. The mistake was I did, ah, oh, it doesn't matter. I flipping hated that week. It was the one week when I just thought it was not worth the uh, month. That I, I got paid a lot of money for it. It was flipping awful. I hated it and they lied. Why? I mean, apart from the money, why Hi. did you do it? Because you had to be I, nice to people I'll you don't you know. I'll tell you why. You're quite socially awkward. There were, I'll tell you why. There were two reasons, right? Jodie Marsh. No, well, I didn't know it was, didn't know it was in it. didn't know it was in it. If I'd known uh, Opic was in it, I wouldn't have been, done it. it. got right on my wick. Who else was it? Um, it was um, Debbie McGee. I didn't ask her. Couldn't. I just couldn't ask her. Although she told me some very sexy stories, I couldn't ask sure her about she did. that one. Uh, Zoe Marsh. Good bunch. The reason I did it right is because at the time I was struggling to get TV work, and I I made up in my head that I was perceived um, as being a little bit arch and a little bit nasty. And I thought I'll go on there and I'll present the softer side of Ian Lee. But the main reason was um, they'd asked me loads of times and I'd always turned it down. They upped their financial offer and my agent said, and uh, this is what all agents say. Well, you never know what it might lead to. Well, I'm actually, looking back, I know what it will lead to. It will lead to more crap. Could have led to coach trip. Yeah, well, it, I, got off, I got off of that. I turned that <laughs> I'll down. I'll do coach trip with I, you. That'd I, be I hilarious. Turned, turned, was, well, why would they ask us to do it? We'll ask them. They asked me to. I said no to coach trip. What, <laughs> I'd love it, wouldn't All you? of those rubbish little jobs, all they lead to are more rubbish little jobs. That's all it leads to. Yeah, but to. some people make a living out of that. It was an Lembit experiment. Olympic. He does. He, he was. A, I really didn't get on with him at all. But what did you cook? Um... I went for a Greeky kind of vibe. Mm. So I, I cooked um, some spanakopita. Oh, yep. Showing off. Spinach and cheese pie in it. Mm. Um, made some hummus. Did a bit of salmon for the meat eaters. I shouldn't have done that. I should have just given them all cheese pie because that was, that was pucker. Um, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Did you actually make it yourself? Yeah, I did. did I did. You? I had to make it myself. But I I got the recipes from my mother-in-law because I couldn't cook. Mm. And I practised. I practised the, the week before. I hated it. Hated every moment. We'll, we'll be, you'll be finished by eleven o'clock at night. I didn't get home till three o'clock in the morning. Some mornings. Debbie McGee. Sorry. <laughs> Classic Debs. They told De Debbie McGee who was going to be on it as well. I'm sure because she started. She did a magic trick that involved um, her knowing our birth dates. Oh. She, said, she muffed that up anyway. Anyway, it was a horrible week. Hated it. I was on telly again the other day. Uh, yeah. <sighs> Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. You'll come down with me stories. I know it's a niche phoning. I'll, I'll, I'll set up the. the oh, well, okay, let's do, quickly do the other things that, that uh, we're talking about this morning. Ever put somebody off while they're doing a job? Could be a celebrity. Could just be uh, Joe Bloggs. Ever cause someone to bump their heads? Um, ever found anything in, on, or under a hedge? Not the not the obvious stuff well, in the seventies. Well, we've 70s. got that suggestion yeah, there from uh, James and Elsby. And it's true. I found loads. Why was that? Was that like a... I don't know, but in the 70s, and well, the 80s for me, I found loads of those magazines. In there. the hedges? Mm. Is that why they call it the Bush Telegraph? Uh, and uh, what, what uh, should you not pick up? 03459 555555. Speaking of picking up, have a listen to this story. A Luton woman has been sentenced to five years for conning men she met on dating websites to the tune of half a million pounds. Maria Nistel was living with her partner and daughter when she targeted older men online, convincing them to offer financial help with situations that turned out to be totally fictional. She uh, told them two main lies. One, that her father had died back in Romania uh, and she needed money. And her, the other lie was her ex-partner had given her a house and she needed help with the tax. Three men ended up giving her over £100,000 each. Well, George Kidd is the CEO of the Online Dating Association. Morning, George. 
Good morning. Um, Hello. Yeah, well, now, one of these sites, sugardaddy.com, that sugar daddy is a is an older man who gives money to a younger woman. So, um, I mean, should these these blokes have known better? At one level, yes. At another level, no. I think when I I, I got involved with with the the dating industry and helping them set up this trade association a couple of years ago, my first reaction was, "How bloody stupid were you? What were you thinking?" Um, but but you know the, there aren't that many of these cases. But when you see them, they're they're ugly, they're horrible, and and the people doing it, I, I hate to say it in quite this way, are good at what they do. You know they are yeah. professional at being fraudsters, and and you know so people can be foolish without being utterly stupid. Yeah, uh, it, it, uh, you're right. Stupid. I think it's it, it's it's too easy to say that these gentlemen were stupid. It's it's caused a lot of damage and a lot of uh, heartache to them. How do these how do these scammers? work then? I guess that they're promising them what? Love and sex? Well, I think most of them, well, everybody's going to be different, I think, but I, often, I mean, and I, I start with, it, it's not that often, but um, mostly slow burn. I think it's about get to know people, get inside their heads, get get to win some, some kind of trust and attachment, and, and then, in this case, by the sound of it, you start to unfold the story about the sick dad or the money or the, whatever it is. George, um, I don't know if you've moved. You've just you've just this second gone a little bit muffled. I don't know if you've... If you can, put, can you hear me now? That's much better. Thank you. Go on, carry on. All right, I'll stand very still. I'm not Thank in the toilet or under a bush. Do not oh. good. Do not move. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> um, so so in, in that sense, it, may, it might be that slow kind of effort to, to win your kind of confidence before you, you start to tap people in for money. And what we'd be saying and what the companies would be saying, I'm not involved in sugardaddies.com, is um, always, however long it is, you know, you think your head as well as your heart. You never, ever, ever give money to people. It's, you, you know, you went online for something. It may have been sex. It may have been friendship. It may have been romance. You may have wanted, you know, marriage. But you didn't go on there to start funding people's lifestyles. So you just never, ever, ever. And the moment the, the issue comes up, you disconnect, you report, you walk away. Is there anything that the, um, uh, the, the, the dating websites can do? I mean, how much responsibility do the dating websites have to protect their clients on both sides of the exchange? I think it, it, a share is the answer. And I think that there's a reason why it has to be a share, because if, if the dating companies were to say, you know what, trust us, we will absolutely do everything that would conceivably be done to make sure that you, you're as, you, you are safe, end of. You know, it can't. You you have the data. You you engage with people. It's not possible. And if they were to start to say to individuals, to the users, don't even think. Just mm. trust us. Off you go. Get drunk. Hand over your wallet. You know, you you're, you're good for this fellow or this woman. Nothing to worry about. That would be just so irresponsible. And it's it's not the real world. So it's a combination of the dating companies looking at the profiles, looking at the messaging, setting up secure internet so that people can chat online. Don't go offline. Don't give me a number. Don't give your private email addresses. Use the facilities that they give you to, to do it safe. They'll have report lines. They're engaged, as, as I am, with sort of action fraud to make sure that these people, you know, don't slip off. Um, and, and, and use th that environment, but use it in a heads-up kind of way. You know, we all still have a responsibility for, for you know, our own behaviours. Um, and that's it. We are, we are kind of... It, it... I mean, it sounds like common sense, but if you are, you know, if you are looking for sex or love, which I guess, as we said, the two kind of driving forces, 
Um, you, you are kind of, by definition, making yourself a little bit vulnerable. We want to believe people, don't we? We want to trust that, yeah. that that hot woman or that hot guy that's saying, look, I love you, you couldn't just lend us a few quid. We want to believe that they're being honest and open with us. I think that's... You've got to be right, but I think if I walk into whatever it is or whether it's tonight, I see somebody hot, I don't think they're going to instantly tell me they love me and I don't think they're instantly going to ask me for £5,000. I think you know, the, the warning signs are there. You shouldn't be any more... Yeah, reckless online than you would be offline. George, I'm going to let you go because uh, the, we're, the excellent points well made. It was just getting a little bit muffled again towards the end. I suggest you, uh, I suggest you invest in a new telephone. But thank you, George. I appreciate that. George Kidd, CEO of the Online Dating Association. And you do, you kind of, it's true though, isn't it? I guess that some people are more open um, when they're online than they are when you meet someone in a bar. Has anyone ever actually picked up someone in a bar? Does that ever happen? Do you like the one show? Exactly. <laughs> of course, being the classic. Had uh, me at, do you like the one show? <laughs> in, in, yeah. Did he have you? No, he didn't have me at all. He had me laughing. Um, okay. And then, I, and then I um, told there him, I, it, no, it, I it, it, it would be easy to go, well, these blokes are idiots and these blokes are plums. Hang on. I wonder whether it's a generational thing, right? Because these guys were in their 50s and 60s. They're not people who've grown up online. You know, I think maybe well, a 20-year-old well, would be more... No, 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 no. No. Yeah. They're in their 50s. 50s and 60s. Yeah, those guys grew up listening to The Who. Yeah, my dad doesn't dare, dare, dare do a download in case it ruins his computer. Do you know what I mean? If it's an update, oh no, I'm not pressing that. Mm. It'll wipe my computer. You know, some of them. Mm. Some. I wonder how many she targeted and how many... Ca- I mean, four came through for her, didn't they? Oh yeah, you've got... I, I, there's got to be a scattergun approach mm-hmm. and you fire out. Hello. Uh, loads of them. I would have thought... I don't know, maybe she was hot. She's not. Okay. I didn't fancy her. Okay, well then, I don't think you were her target audience. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, five, 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 travel news in the carriage earlier. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A40 Western Avenue, there are delays from the Gypsy Corner in Acton towards the Denham roundabout at the M40. On the M25, it's busy anti-clockwise between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. And it's also busy nearby around the High Wycombe Handycross roundabout in Marlow. And Mays Green Road in Bishop Stortford that's been closed in both directions between Haddon Road and Dane Park. And that's because of a fire at an industrial unit. So it's closed past Bishop Stortford College. On the A1M southbound, it's very busy around Junction 7 for Stevenage. And there's no major delay showing up on the train departure boards at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Over 60 pupils and staff have been evacuated from Bishop Stortford College following a fire in the early hours of this morning. Around 40 firefighters are still dealing with the blaze. The senior school and prep school will be closed today. The chairman of the body, which oversees health services in Bedfordshire, says he's angry at the lack of progress in a review for beds and Milton Keynes. And the United Nations has imposed sanctions on four British nationals, including a man from Buckinghamshire who have travelled to Syria to join the Islamic State group. 28-year-old Omar Hussein from High Wycombe is among the men and women who will be subject to global travel bans and asset freezes. Three Counties Sport. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are League Two matches tonight for Wickham, Luton and Stevenage. Second-placed Wickham host Cambridge. Luton make the long trip to Morecambe with defender Scott Cuthbert and midfielder Nathan Doyle in contention to return. Striker Jack Marriott is pushing for a starting place after his two goals from the bench on Saturday. His manager, John Steele. It's possible, yeah, it's possible, but 
you know, it's also important that, you know, he learns, he becomes the, the player that we want him to become and not just thrust in when he's still learning some things, you know. So we'll see. I've not made my mind up on that, if I'm honest. And Steve Nidge returned to Mansfield, having slipped a 20th in the table. His manager, Teddy Sheringham. Yeah, we're still early season. We're still, as I've said earlier, but we're, we're learning about what's going on. We've got a massive game at home on, on Tuesday and then a, then a bigger one on, on Saturday. It will be after, after Tuesday, so... Uh, you know, we need to pick ourselves up and dust ourselves down and be ready for Tuesday. And you can hear full commentary on the matches involving Wickham, Luton and Stevenage in tonight's Three Counties Sport from Seven. In the Premier League last night, Everton came from 2-0 down to win 3-2 at West Brom. Tonight, the Champions League resumes with Arsenal at home to Olympiacos and Chelsea away to Porto. At the Rugby World Cup, England forward Billy Vunipola will miss the rest of the tournament after being injured against Wales. Nick Easter has been called up as replacement ahead of Saturday's must-win game against Australia. Yeah, I've come into camp. There's a real positive vibe, real positive vibe. Um, guys just looking forward to the biggest week of their lives, which it is. You know, it's knockout rugby from now on. And London has turned down the chance to stage the opening of the Tour de France in 2017. They had won a bidding process, but Transport for London now says it would not offer value for money. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, the next full bulletin at nine. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell. But I've been seen with fair up I've never been with anything less than a man So fine I've been on fire with Sally Field Gone fast with a girl named Bo But somehow they just don't end up as mine It's a death-defying life I lead I take my chances I die for living in the movies and TV Is watch my leading ladies kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee. I might fall from a tall building, I might roll a brand new car, cause I'm the unknown stuntman that made Redford such a star. Spent much time in school, but I told ladies plenty. It's true, I hire my body out for pay. Hey, hey, I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for Rocky Welch. But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay. Hey, hey, I might jump an open drawbridge or Tarzan from a vine. Cause I'm the unknown stuff. Makes Eastwood look so fine. Chris and Milton Keynes is getting dogged down by what he thinks he knows. He doesn't know nothing. I think it looks quite reasonable. It, it does. It looks. It looks really, reason, really, really reasonable. But he don't know nothing. A theory in science holds a lot more weight than you think. Gravity is just a theory. There is an abundance of ev- uh, evidence for evolution. He goes and he then explains it. It's observable in things that reproduce very quickly, like bacteria for a start. Uh, uh, uh. What that shows you is that bacteria changes. Okay, right? Yeah, fine, fair enough. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, don't explain, don't it... explain how we evolved from Neanderthal man. It doesn't. It doesn't. It, what that shows you is, oh, that bacteria is changing. Okay, and sorry, how does that affect me? Oh, it doesn't. Have that. Contrary to what you said, humans did not evolve from monkeys. We evolved from a more primitive species of ape. 
And in fact, we are one of three species of great ape on Earth today. That's a theory, Chris. Name the other two. Um, Bill Oddie. Oh, I can't think of any other apes out there. It'll, it'll come to me. It'll come to me. You know the, oh, beefy both of them. You know the difference between an ape and a monkey, right? A smaller winkled ape. Sorry? Huh? Oh, don't. I don't want to. No. Don't go, don't go there again. Internet. You know the difference between a monkey and an ape? Um, no. Tails. Kelly was right. Tails. 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 We didn't hear Kelly say tails, so you could have got full credit for that. No, she but I w- I'm not going to take geez, it. She knows a what? She knows a lot about animals today. First the giraffes. Now the monkeys. Mm. Unbelievable. I'm an animalist. Isn't it though? Isn't it though? Hey, David Jacobs. Right. But you're, what you, Chris, what you're saying, you know, it's interesting. But I don't see how the the bacteria thing is connected to evolution from primitive apes. There's no connection. There's no connection. It's a theory. It's a nice theory. It's a nice idea. Best one you've got at the moment, guys. Best one you've got. I'm working on my own ones. My brain is like up here today. So I'm working yeah, on new brain, stuff. Your brain's Hello. talking about Martians building spaceships to to no. evade a dying planet. No. Yeah, it's well, exactly that. I've not used the word invade. And uh, evade. Okay, yeah, sure, right, fine. To leave a dying planet. Yeah. But they didn't have the foresight to write stuff down. But they did, but using old technology. All right, I'll tell you what, Catherine. Well, you probably will be able to do this because you're sad case. But pretend you're like Joe Blow from Kokomo, right? I know what, Catherine. Here's um, uh, all the information. Ah, here's all the information about my peoples, my civilization, my technology and how I came here. Would you like it? No, just the important no, stuff no, 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 that's no, right. about survival. Stop being, stop being dependent. Would you, would you like all the information about, about us, about my peoples? Go on, then. Yeah, it's on a floppy disk. All right, well, I will, I'll find it out. I'll find out How? a way of doing How? it. How? How? National but, Museum of Computing, isn't it? All right, a mini disk. OK, I've got one at home. I knew you would. That's why I went to a floppy disk. But the thing is, imagine a floppy disk, but, like, what that will be like in a million years' time. They think of this stuff. If they're clever enough to work out spaceships, they can think of a way that was is not going to become oh. obsolete. They've let... Oh, OK. Maybe they did leave it, but nobody knows where it is. No, yet. They've, they've left it. They've left us. They've left us the information. We just don't know how to decode it. Look at the dollar bill. <laughs> you have got to stop looking Look at documentaries on YouTube. At the dollar. Those. The reason they're on YouTube is because um, uh, the real broadcasters will not allow that information to be used. Because it's bullshine. The, look at the dollar bill. Look at the uh, imagery inside the pyramids. All kinds of. You look really at, are a very, oh, very silly man. I don't know if you've. I don't know if you've tried to decode the Bible or the Quran or the teachings of the Buddha. They could be. They are riddled with codes and stuff that we just can't comprehend. Can't comprehend. But fortunately, during the 80s and 90s, geeks did. You watched. It was all right in the 70s, right? Yeah, where, where it wasn't, by the way. Faith Brown. Wore a, wore a black stocking and pretended to be Rusty Lee, all right? That was 40 years ago. So go back millions of years. I don't think... Uh, let me just... I do vaguely remember Faith Brown in action. Yep. I don't think she was one of the planet's greatest minds. Okay. Dennis is on the line. Morning, Dennis. Good morning. They're really peeing me off today. These, yeah, these... I couldn't quite agree with them. I, don't, I wouldn't do that to you because I think you're a great mind. Mm. I have a little problem as well because you know you were on about <laughs> I thought they sorted that out in the hospital last week. How about how about uh, time travel? Oh, oh, baby, baby, baby. Now listen, I just welcome to my world, everyone. Everyone, proof, turn the proof. lights down low, pull up a chair. Let's talk time travel with Dennis. Yes. Proof of this: uh, the football team, Howard's, is going up to Morecambe Bay. Yeah. 
Morecambe Bay is at least 40 years behind the times. Oh. Your time to, you go there and you'll go back in time. Beautiful. Time travel is possible. Yes, well, we, we go every day, don't we? It's time travel forward. We go forwards, exactly. Manipulate that. If you can learn to manipulate that... That's right. You, you yeah. can travel... Have you seen the film now? Have you seen the film Time Crimes? No. Brilliant, right? Have you seen this, cat? You'd like it. I've got it on DVD. It's Spanish. So you can watch it with the subtitles off, Catherine. Excellent. What happens here? Well, I'm not going to say what happens because I'm going to lend it to you because it's actually brilliant. Is right. it the one you've told me about already? What have I told you about it? Is it one about the policeman who's no. going all over the shop in nope. time? Nope. And he turns out to be his own son or something. He does turn out to be his own son and yeah. his own wife. And his own I'll mum, watch it anyway. No, but it's not that. This one is... This one What's is. that one called? That one's called... Help, I'm my own mum. Oh, for crying out loud. Right, their microphones are off, Dennis. How's things anyway? Ah, uh, you know what? I'm, t- I'm really tired today, man. I'm really tired. But I'm all right. A long day yesterday, but a fun day. Um, but anything is, anything is possible in this world. Isn't it, though? Isn't it? Anything. Isn't it? We just need to dream. We need. I need to aim. This is what I need to do, Dennis, right? I need to aim a little bit higher at the moment. I'm just kind of coasting along at the moment. Just coast. I'm doing the live shows. The live shows are going very well. There's only a few left. I cannot wait for them to be done because I'm finding it way too stressful. Um, but then what do I do after that? Where, 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 where's the challenge then? I don't know, but it was on a summer's evening to look up under the sky and to see the millions and millions yeah. of stars. We're nothing. We're, nothing. we're just on a ball of muck on the outskirts. Yeah. Oh, we're nothing. We're 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 insignificant. You get all these people that think they're important. You, you, your Vladimir Putin's. You you you, yeah. you, you your, um, Russell Brands. You know your. Oh yeah, Russell Brands. Yeah. All those people that think they're important. All your Lenny Henrys, right? They think they're so important. They're nothing in the great Lenny Henry. In the great scheme of things, is meaningless. <laughs> great call, Dennis. Always a pleasure, buddy. Always a pleasure. Sorry? Just saying, there's someone posing as me on Tinterweb. But they're not doing anything, are they? They're not yet, but I'm a bit worried about what they might. Nah, don't worry about it. They're idiots. They don't worry about those idiots. If, you give if them, they start, I know I what I'm going to do. Let's not even have this conversation on there, because they're now thinking, ding, the little lights just I don't think up. they're a real person. No. They're a bot. A bot? Oh, I'd love to see your bot online. Seen it. 03459 455 555 is the uh, telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome. So Wayne, there's, so this is documentary. Say documentary. They don't, they don't make documentaries anymore. They just make um, reality programs where they follow people around and have a look. There's, a, there's uh, what's being built as a. So oh. that was quick. Documentary um, about Wayne Rooney, the football football. Um, it's going to be fascinating, isn't the it? The elderly prostitute loving Wayne Rooney. Um, well, it, it what it is. It, basically, the, the revelation is that he loves his wife, and I quite, I like Colleen. Is that her name? Yeah, yeah. I think she's. I, Turns out he does too. I I quite I think she's because um, she gets a lot of flack. I think she's quite attractive. Mm. I think she's like nice. She's normal. She's normal. A she's lot, normal. A lot of that flack is from people who are jealous. She's like the good-looking girl you'd see at a bus stop on the way to go and work at Topshop, and she's got lucky. She's got lucky. Well, I mean. His hair is a mystery. I mean, I, that, that, I think he's d- they've done a very good job on that. He's done, no, no, it's wearing away. Is it? Because he's had um, what do they call those plugs? Plugs, hair plugs. Thank you for hair plugs, Kelly. Because I was going to go the other way. <laughs> he's had hair plugs in, but now in the picture, it looks like he's got a comb over with hair plugs. Oh. Hope he kept the receipt. Just go bold. Anyway, the revelation is that he writes poetry about his missus. Oh, that's useful. 
It doesn't have any of the... Where's she from? Croxteth. There was a young lady from Croxteth. Mm. Yeah. There was a young lady from Croxteth. Is that where you could... It, yeah, it rhymes with Toxteth. We could do something... Yeah. Tops off. Uh, Croxteth. Boxteth. Boxteth. There was a young lady from Croxteth. Turns out she had some... No. Boxteth. Okay, fun times. Um, here we go, look, here we go. You should Google the Orion mystery. No, oh, thank that. you, Tim. Thank you, Tim. The Great Pyramids are laid out exactly as Orion's belt. And here comes, here comes the sucker punch. Even though the Egyptian civilization could never see the constellation. Boom. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. There is more evidence. Listen, I'm just a guy. I'm just... I'm just a, a, a guy, a very successful television and radio broadcaster <laughs> um, who's seen better days. I'm just a guy, okay? There are people out there who have got far more knowledge yeah, on this subject than me. Yeah, and you're ignoring them. No, 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 I'm not. There are people that have written books on this stuff that back up my theory. But what I don't, what I don't, what I don't like, Catherine, I listen to your stories. I mean, I, I do the listening phase. And I would never dismiss a theory that you had outright as being... You always dismiss my theories. What are you talking about? Well, you never even come up with a, your own theory. I told you... Come up with your own theory that isn't rude about people that work here. All right, give me a minute. Now, that, see, that <laughs> makes it tougher, doesn't it? 03459 455555. The point I was making about Wayne Rooney is why would anyone want to watch that? I mean, really? It's called uh, Wayne Rooney, the man behind the goals. Uh, BBC One, 9 pm. Imaginative thinking, guys. Let's do a documentary about Wayne Rooney and call it The Man Behind the Goals. England football captain Wayne Rooney has revealed all about his family life, including his passion for writing love poetry to wife Colleen. Because he thinks he's a bit of a singer, isn't he? He does gigs. He does gigs on a guitar. He's scouts, they can all sing. He's, um, jokes. he's friends with Coldplay. I'm sure he's done a gig with like Chris Martin in a pub. Imagine that. I could, imagine you're in a... It was like I told you, it's like the time I went to see Cat Stevens and they had some African singer on. It was flipping awful. He was on for ages and he says, I won't do the voice. For obvious reasons. I'm going to do one more song. We thank God for that. Before that, I'd like to bring out some friends. And you too wandered out on stage. This was at the Shepherd's Bush Empire. And me and my missus went, oh, flip it. There's no way Bono's going to come on stage and just do one song. They were there for absolutely ages. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Bishop's Stortford, Mays Green Road's closed in both directions between Haddon Road and Ding Park by past Bishop's Stortford College. That's because of a fire in an industrial unit. In Marlow on the A404, it's really busy southbound between the M40 at the Highwicombe Handicross roundabout towards the Marlow Junction. And on the M25, it's busy anti-clockwise from Junction 18 for Chorleywood to 16 for the M40. On the A1M, it's still very busy southbound past Junction 7 for Stevenage. And on the train departure board, so there are no major delays showing up at the moment. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 8.46, it's uh, Tuesday, the 29th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Over 60 pupils and staff have been evacuated from Bishop Stortford College following a fire in the early hours of this morning. 
The chairman of the body, which oversees health services in Bedfordshire, says he's angry at the lack of progress in a review for beds in Milton Keynes. And the United Nations has imposed sanctions on four British nationals, including a man from Buckinghamshire who've travelled to Syria to join the Islamic State group. 03459 455555. More of your calls after the weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. It's going to be another lovely day again today, very similar to how it was yesterday, and it will stay that way for the rest of the week as well, staying dry and settled with lots more sunshine to come. Now, we do have a few mist issues this morning. Um, that will gradually lift and clear. There's a bit of fair weather cloud as well, but again, that should thin and break to give us more spells of sunshine. And lots of blue skies developing through this morning, lasting well into the afternoon. A very keen easterly breeze, actually, and exposure to that, then it is going to feel quite chilly at times, I think, particularly in the shade. But, you know, in the sun sunshine then it will feel very nice indeed and we're looking at top afternoon temperatures of up to 18 or 19 celsius that's 66 in fahrenheit very nice day all in all now overnight tonight the breeze is going to pick up it will stay dry lots of clear skies around probably not too much in the way of mist and fog patches into tomorrow because of the breeze lows just dropping out of double figures again so quite a chilly start to the day once more tomorrow and the breeze tomorrow is still going to be fairly brisk and it will drag down some cooler air so just knock a degree or so off the temperatures tomorrow and that will be the weather tomorrow Again, lots more sunshine to be had. And um, and the breeze easing down on Thursday, so very pleasant once more in the sunshine. That's going to last for the rest of the week. Probably a little bit more cloud as we head towards the end of the week and the weekend. But all in all, dry settled with um, a breakdown possible as we head into Monday and Tuesday. Let's uh, take a look at the... No, let's not, because it's not the coast at all. Oh, is it? No, don't, we don't want to know Sorry, about the coast. Sorry, I was just no. on... Um, I know, I know. I was just on um, automatic pilot. We're all, you know what, Elizabeth? We've well. all been Sorry. a bit like that. No, 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 no. We've all been a bit on automatic pilot this morning. I don't forgive know what me, it is. There's something me. in the air. You're forgiven because you're brilliant. <laughs> Thank you, Elizabeth. We've had a brilliant summer of crickets. That's Edson Court is all over. But once again, we're also celebrating our unsung sporting heroes. He has such passion for sport. I'm extremely proud of what we've achieved here. Who will you nominate? We're looking for someone who inspires people to get involved in sport across beds, hearts and bucks. He's funny. He's, he's never strict with you. So you don't feel pressured. To make your nominations, go to bbc.co.uk slash unsung hero and download an entry form. The closing date is Thursday, 22nd of October, with our 2015 Unsung Hero announced at the BBC Sports Personality of the Year in December. She cares about everyone else more than she does about herself. Get inspired. Get nominating. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Very, uh, very proud to announce that we've got uh, John Wickham of the British UFO Research Association based in North Hertfordshire on the line. Morning, John. Good morning. So I, I have come up with this theory. This discovery of water on Mars, right, this is, this is significant. This kind of changes the whole game, doesn't it? Uh, but they haven't confirmed it's exactly water. They, they, their suspicion is there is water, yeah. but it's not 100% proofed, uh, proved yet. Yet. How are they going to prove it? Because what, what, they've got their probes up there, haven't they? What, what, can their probes find out? Can they analyse it enough to tell if it's water? Yes. Brilliant. OK, so we could be on to it. And I come, with this, I come with this theory, and I'm not the only one to have had this theory, so I'm not going to claim cr- credit for it. This could be a game changer, and there could be a strong chance, I would say a 50-50 chance, that we originated on Mars. And I'm talking like millions and millions of years ago, and that for whatever reason, I don't know if it was wars or if it was um, bad technology or whatever, overconsumption, we destroyed Mars 
and we had to find another planet to escape to. Uh, right. And, and how did you come by that conclusion? Well, um, it's, it's kind of a, a, a WIP, a work in progress that I'm okay. getting my, my head around. It, uh, because I don't buy things like the theory of evolution and stuff. I don't buy that necessarily. It's all, yeah. oh. it's all up for grabs, isn't it, basically? No one really knows where we come from. That is, that is exactly correct. Uh, we, we could have been seeded on, on this planet by a comet that came and, and crashed into the Earth. That's not impossible. So life could exist elsewhere. We know for a fact that millions of other planets contain the same gases and elements that are abundant on Earth. Therefore, some form of life can exist on another planet. Uh, it, this life on another planet doesn't have to be human form. It could be bacteria, vegetation... Yep. But also life doesn't have to be as we know it or even as we understand it because there's various life forms on Earth that we don't understand. Well, also, I mean, well, exactly. I mean, everyone's expecting aliens to be like little green men and stuff. I, you know, the, 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 there's, there's, statistically, there has to be life out in the universes. I, I agree. It's, 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 it's quite logical and quite feasible for life to exist elsewhere. The only difference is we've got a lot of um, circumstantial evidence that there is. We've got a lot of anecdotal evidence, which means individual witness testimony. But we've got no definitive proof. Yeah. If we did have definitive proof, with the greatest respect to you and I, um, we wouldn't be having this conversation. But there's lots of theories out there, um, but there's no definitive proof. And that's the most important factor. Um, what people are reading about the Mars uh, water at the moment. If we look closely at the wording on that, it has not yet been found. They they believe there's water there, but it's not yet found. There's no definitive proof. What are those faces on Mars? We had a caller earlier on mentioning the faces on Mars, and I've seen pictures of it, and it does look like faces. How how has that been explained by the governments of the world? Uh, well, the governments of the world don't need to explain anything of that nature. Our mind gets carried away. We see faces in shadows. We see faces in trees. We see faces on curtains at night. We the see front faces of cars look like faces sometimes, don't they? You could even go along with that. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's one um, picture I saw yesterday of Mars. It looks like Barack Obama. <laughs> oh, yeah! You, you can actually see that on, on um, some websites. That, But all it is is some rocks. Um, with some shadows behind it, given the, the impression it, it's of a face. But if you go to a different angle... It does look like Barack Obama. Seeing... I can see it. That's brilliant. Yeah, but then you'll see that there's no face there at all. It's just the way it's aligned. So we, our mind does get carried away. Our beliefs dictate what we see. But then maybe those... OK, you know, I hope you don't mind just chewing the fat with me while I kind of kick these ideas yeah. around. No mate, and I can see the Barack Obama, and it's brilliant, actually. But um, <laughs> what, what if it's been if it's been set out that way so that they know that we're going to look at it from that angle? Well, uh, firstly, who are they? Yeah. Um, do you really think that if, if, if uh, advanced civilizations were in existence, they'd bother with a face that they, you know, our rover could go and see? Surely they would come and visit us and say, well, hello, here we are. Maybe they're or extinct. They just put a face on there. Well, who knows? The, yeah. the, the thing is that there's, there's thousands of theories um, and they are that theories. Um, it, it's, it's a conclusion of what best evidence is available. So, in, in effect, it's an opinion, but a very well-educated opinion. 
But at the end of the day, it's still a theory and opinion. None of us have got any proof. It's just very interesting. But also, Mars, yesterday, I was doing a radio interview yesterday about uh, some stones that were found uh, or, or seen, and there was a circle drawn around it. And because somebody drew a circle around it, they called it Mars Henge, as in Stonehenge. <laughs> so yeah, oh. they believe that there's a, an equivalent of Stonehenge or Mars. But yeah. anybody can draw a circle on a, on a sort of a picture, yeah. a photograph, uh, and so will at Stonehenge. There's billions of stones uh, and rocks on all, well, on, on Mars especially. Yeah. So, of course, at some stage, they're, they're going to line up in, in it looks like a, a, a sort of a man-made formation. Yeah. That's just the chances. But, it's I say, the most important factor is we haven't got any definitive proof and people believe what they want to believe. Whether there's evidence or not, they just believe what they want to believe. John, I appreciate you coming on the show this morning. Thank you. John Wickham, British UFO Research Association based uh, in North Hertfordshire, 03-459-455 is the phone number, 81333. Start your text 3CR. Interesting stuff. Kind of backed up my theory there, I think. Quite, quite a lot, quite a lot of support there for my theory. Ian. Sorry? Ian Lee. Oh, am I in trouble now? Okay, good. Oh, He's just good. asking you who he's talking to. <laughs> oh, bless him. Okay, well, yeah. Okay, well, yeah. Um, okay. It's a theory. I'm going to work on it. I'm going to do a little bit more research. Probably going to go on the internet later on. You say there's some documentaries on YouTube. I'll have oh, some uh, of them. Documentaries is a strong word. Wikipedia is a good place to start. Um, and then uh, maybe there's some forums or stuff where it's been discussed. Have a look discussed. on Twitter. There was someone saying it on Twitter. I just know why you're so reluctant to embrace. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm just the, waiting uh, for fact. Okay, well, uh, Speaking of... Um, uh, there really is very, very little in the, in the papers. Mm. Kelly Brook is the reason the internet's broken. Yeah. Apparently, if you Google Kelly Brook... You get viruses. I love Google Kelly Brook. Hey, don't be rude about her. Oh, you know, you will. That is the story. Uh, you will get... If you go She's anywhere near, with them. If you go anywhere near Kelly Brook, you will get a virus. Kelly Brook is the world's most dangerous celebrity. Cool. I think she's probably in the top three most beautiful women of all time ever. I think she's just... Oh, don't... Oh, girls, look at you. Put in that face. You're doing a duck face. I didn't pull a face. You did a duck face. And you did a... That, that was your eyebrows I was making the noise on. <laughs> <laughs> I like Kelly Brook. I think she's just... I mean, you'd be hard pushed. Hmm? Kelly Brook is the world's most dangerous celebrity when it comes to cybercrime. The model and actress... Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. ...is a peril on the internet because her famous face and body are used as a honey trap to lure web surfers. Anyone who searches the net for the 35-year-old risks being drawn to websites packed with viruses... That are capable of. Inf- I, I'm going to put in several She's hours. She's a gateway. Of, um, I'm going to put in several hours of research into this later on in the in, in the day to find out. Um, cyber criminals piggyback on popular events by snaring people who search for information about stars. Katie Price is second on the list. Guess who's third on the list for celebrities? Samantha that, Fox. Nope. Oh. Have another guess. Grimshaw. What? Why would anyone Google Grimshaw? Unless you're watching The X Factor and you want to... Who's this Nick Grimshaw? What's he doing? Why have they got a waxwork on there? Apparently he's awful on The X Factor. Apparently he's awful on the radio. Well, if you like him on the radio, you'll like him on The X Factor. What does he do? What's, Talk- what's the act? What's the act? Tell me what they, Talk me through the act. Party boy. Okay. I can do that. Been to parties? Yeah, you hate them. Primarily kids' parties I've been to. <laughs> so that doesn't necessarily uh, count. Um, so beware. 
Beware. Who are you Googling? And as the show kind of... And be careful what you pick up on well, the way home it, from the allotment. You, you really, well, you really have to be very careful. The show kind of petered out today, but, you know, you know I, 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 I don't mind. Don't move. That was the highlight for me. Um, well, that's it. That'll do, won't it, I mean, listen, they're not going to be golden every day. We're all a bit tired. Well, what, what, what do we, it's not as if you pay for this. I mean, technically you do through your licence fee, but for goodness sake, do you want a refund or something? Because we can actually sort that out if you'd like to complain. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M40 towards London, the exit, lane on the exit slip road has been closed at Junction 4 for the Highwycombe Handicross roundabout because a lorry is broken down. It's also looking really slow on the A404 southbound in Marlow from the M40 at the Highwycombe Handicross roundabout towards the Marlow Junction. In Aylesbury on the A41, it's very slow on Bicester Road at Broadfields. And in Watford on the speed sensors, Beach and Groves very busy at Escort Road. On the motorways, the M25 is slow anti-clockwise between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. And on the A1 M southbound, it's very slow around Junction 6 for Stevenage, 7 for Stevenage, sorry, Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Sammy. Excellent stuff indeed. Uh, if you want to get the podcast, last week's podcast is up and available. If you go to iTunes and type in um, Ian Lee, yeah, that'll do it. That's the name, isn't it? Uh, it should pop up. Last week's was a doozy, guys, an absolute doozy. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Catherine. Get well soon, Justin. Back tomorrow at six. Until then, from us, ta-ta, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Tuesday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, have you ever had an experience with an angry driver like Ronnie Pickering? It's the road rage incident that's become one of the most talked about videos this week when YouTube user Steve Mitz held up traffic waiting to make a right-hand turn on his scooter. He found himself on the receiving end of a foul-mouthed barrage from a driver who seemed to think we should all know who he is. Come on, who are you then? Ronnie Pickering. Oh? Ronnie Pickering. Oh? Ronnie Pickering. Who the f*** that? Yeah, me. I'll play you the rest of that argument that was captured on the scooter rider's helmet cam. And I want your road rage stories this morning. Have you ever had an experience with an angry driver like Ronnie Pickering? Here's my telephone number for your call. It's 03459 455 555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. First, though, let's get the latest BBC News at 9 o'clock. Here's Simon Oxley. The headlines, pupils and staff evacuated after Hertfordshire College fire, criticism of Bedfordshire and Milton Keynes Health Review and UN sanctions for Wickham Jihadist. BBC Three Counties Radio. Over 60 pupils and staff have been evacuated from a Hertfordshire College following a fire in the early hours of this morning. Around 40 firefighters were called to Bishop Stortford College. The senior school and prep school will be closed today. More from Gail Sanderson. Fire crews were called to the college in Mays Green Road at about 3am. Hertfordshire Fire and Rescue Service say 64 pupils and staff were evacuated, but no one was injured. The schools confirmed the fire broke out in Robert Pierce House and pupils are being accommodated elsewhere in the school. They say the fire appears to have started in the roof, but a full investigation is underway. The college hopes to be operating as near normally as possible tomorrow. The chairman of the body which oversees health services in Bedfordshire says he's angry at the lack of progress 
in a review which has been underway for more than four years. The Clinical Commissioning Group says more work is needed to ensure the best possible service for Bedfordshire and Milton Keynes. But John Mingay from the Scrutiny Committee says they are increasingly frustrated by the money that's being spent. We heard today they're employing some consultants now. What's that going to cost? We asked the question. It wasn't answered. How much is this review costing? It wasn't answered. The Healthy Together programme before cost £2.2 million. So what's this one, which has gone on for longer than that, going to cost the public? And at a time of difficulty, to say the least, in the health service financially. The United Nations has imposed sanctions on four British nationals, including a man from Buckinghamshire who have travelled to Syria to join the Islamic State group. 28-year-old Omar Hussein from High Wycombe is among the men and women who will be subject to global travel bans and asset freezes. Jeremy Corbyn will make his keynote address to the Labour Party conference in Brighton today. He will tell delegates that he loves his country. Earlier this month, the Labour leader was criticised for not singing the national anthem at a service at St Paul's Cathedral. The BBC's Norman Smith